If you enjoy reading books, smoking weed, and listening to podcasts about both, then listen to Literature with me, your host, Joanna. Every other Sunday exclusively on the Journey Into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com. Let's sit back and get lit. The following is a Journey Into Comics Network production. Hello, and welcome. Today you'll be listening to a episode of Podcastrophy. But let me tell you a little something about this episode. You know, sometimes in podcasting, mistakes are made. There are some uh, follies that happen. You know, we're all human here on the Journey in the Comics Network, and sometimes, you know, shit just happens. Well, on this particular episode of Podcastrophy, I, Mr. Dong, Dr. Dongo Richie, OBGYN, forgot to uh, turn on the phantom power for uh, Mr. Tyler McLaughlin's microphone. So, for about the first 29 to 30 minutes, you only hear Mr. McLaughlin through my microphone or the guest's microphone, at which point I realized, oh shit, I didn't turn that on. So, without further ado, and please excuse the poor quality for the first 30 minutes, as that is my mistake, this is Podcastrophe. <laughs> We're gonna fuck the sodomites in the. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 32 of Podcastrophy. I am your host, Dick. I am joined, like always, with Tyler. Hey, hey, hey! What you say? What? <laughs> well, I'm, we're I'm off. Not to... at work, so I'm in a really good <laughs> I was going to say, we're off to a much jollier start than normal. Yeah. <laughs> normal, like, hey, hey. 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 Hi, everybody. I got two of my best friends in the world. Oh, yeah. So what, Hell, what yeah. Introduce your other best friend. This is my good friend Travis. How you doing today, Travis? Not bad. After crawling around in the ceiling half the day, and I'm kind of itchy with uh, fiberglass. But ah, <laughs> oh, gross. I've had a shower. It's so never. It's that's not never bad fun. Now. You can't shower enough. No, it's just, it's a couple days. It's just a couple days to get out of your skin, but that's why they pay me the big bucks. Hell yeah. So what do you do? You know? I am a union electrician. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I'm locally here in Lafayette. Um, our jurisdiction, our jurisdiction is the surrounding six counties. Um, I couldn't name them all right now, but we mostly work here in Lafayette. Okay. We do a lot of work at Purdue. I'm currently with a crew that does a lot of work at Caterpillar, the actual cat facility. Um, I do 
over the past year, I've been doing a lot of service work for all the IU clinics in town, which would be Greenbush, Westside, um, Southside, Ferry Street, Salem Street, which just closed uh, back in January. So they took everybody that was in Salem Street and split them up. I didn't know they closed it. Yeah. So they split them up between Ferry Street and Greenbush. So they've been dumping a lot of money in the Greenbush facility to, you know, get it up and running and get it to where they're accepting all these new doctors and nurses and stuff. Um, yeah. It didn't make sense, though. To, I mean, it, it makes sense that they closed it because it doesn't make sense to have Greenbush, Salem, and Ferry Street. And the hospital. And the hospital. <clears throat> less than a block. And away. the school of nursing is right there, too. So there's, there's IU and St. E. Mm-hmm. They're all right there. And then you got the Lafayette Heart Institute, which is also in that same area. I, I would imagine not... not too many years from now, uh, Sandy Central will close too. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That. I've heard. I've heard a lot of people talking about it, just because there's not really a whole lot of shit going on down there. Yeah, no, I'm surprised they closed Home Hospital before they closed uh, that one down there. I mean, yeah, they tore it down to the ground, and then, I mean, they got it down fast too, and then it was a giant well, hole. There's no money. There's no money in an empty building. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, your friend Andy Dietrich says, you don't work very hard. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, if, if uh, whoever's in the chat today, please just go ahead, leave some comments, ask questions. We'll talk to you. The way that I look at it, I get paid to work. I don't get paid to work hard. Yeah, true. I mean, I mean work harder than he does. Cert- he drives around a golf cart all day at Cat, so... Like, you're, you're expected like, to work to a certain level, but you should never exceed that level. Because then your expect the expectations of you get raised and then you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Or they just laugh at you and you're they're just like you're making you're working way harder than what you're paid for. Yep, <laughs> that's above my pay grade. Yep, I the way I work is thirty uh, percent. I put in my thirty percent and I'm good. <laughs> I, uh, I I I I'm what is known as the bare minimum. I, I get it done. I get it gu- I get it done and I get it done good enough. Yes. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Oh shit, we got Alex Taylor in the chat. Not saying anything yet, but said just you just joined. What's up, Alex? Thanks Shout out. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Um I'm gonna open my beer. I want beer. I already opened my beer. Yeah. The delicious platinum nuggets from four fifty north. Oh yeah. Travis. Which we can we can begin to talk about that. Travis had the uh inaugural drink here what'd you, what'd you think of platinum that's pretty good would you drink this again yes i everything that i've had i can't say it enough everything that i've had from the nugget series is good i have not yeah. had a bad one yet so yeah it's uh they've all been even the the because they, they had the fudge nuggets they had the cocoa nuggets and the cookies and cream nuggets all of which are kind of stouts the fudge nuggets the one i have not tried fudge was really good uh, I'm not a stout fan. I do not like stouts, but I have enjoyed every single one of those. The they, fudge was my favorite. They go above and beyond what a, a typical stout would be, I think, which is why you enjoy it. Yes. Because it's not just plain stout flavor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's more there for you to enjoy. Before we move on, Andy says, Ask Travis, why are you the way that you are? Every time I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. 
Classic. Elaborate. <laughs> yeah. Let's 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 get down to the bottom of why are you the way that you are? Just years of oppression and <laughs> like anxiety. Oppression. Just all around oppression from my friends, my family. I I I, I lift you up. Especially Andy. He's yeah, he's a piece of shit. He's. Yeah, he that's knows my, how to push my buttons. That's my longest tenured friend in existence. And uh, he had the opportunity to be on the show tonight, and he he turned me down. He turned what a bummer. You, you could have been on this. This could have been you in this room drinking some beer been, with us. You could have been shit-talking Travis face-to-face. Yeah, and uh, you're not. So that's a loss in my book. Yeah. Podcastrophe 1, Andy Dietrich. Nothing. I put up two. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, eh. <laughs> almost had two points, but. Yeah, you almost did, but I took it away because. Explains the podcast Nazi. I am Hell not. Hell hath no fury like. I am not a the, not podcast Nazi. Like the host of Podcastrophy. <laughs> I, I did not. I did not say that. I did not. Hey, Brittany, what's up? That's my cousin Brittany checking us out all the way from California. Hell yeah, what's up? So what do you what do you got brewing over there on your knee? I got this uh, fresh fruit milkshake IPA. It's uh, blueberry, apparently. Uh, yes. Dick does not like it. Nobody likes it. Nobody yeah, likes it. Literally, nobody liked it. Um. So there's a little bit of a backstory. I found this uh, this beer. It's blueberry infused beer called Wild Blue, and I bought some. I really liked it. I was talking with T Mac about it, and he's like, "Dude, I'd love to try that." So. When 450 North came and took over the bar at uh, Jerry Lee's down at Market Square, I brought, I don't know, it was like two or three or something. I brought two of them and gave them to him. He's like, hey, we'll we'll check us out on the next podcast. So, of course, I'm like, hell yeah, man, you're going to love it. It's really good. It looks looks like grape juice, and it's got blueberry bits in it, and I really enjoyed it. They did not. We did not. Yeah, we with, we did follow through, and we did, in fact, try it live on Podcastrophy. We drank almost all of it. I did not. I did not. <laughs> I took a drink. I took a couple swigs of it just to make sure I didn't like yeah. it. I, I even made you take, like, an additional swig. Yeah, and I was just... With extreme prejudice, they did not like it. Uh, I did not. For Spoiler alert for the live feed, but... Uh, if you're listening to this via any of the services like Podbean or Spotify, iTunes, all that, uh, this is this this is happening after Fool's Week, so we're all back on our normal scheduled shows. The timeline has been the, it, it's by. yes. Um, so last week, instead of Bruise with Dudes, you got Bruise with Babes, uh, in which uh, Foodies Watching Movies host Lauren Million uh, hosted Bruise with Babes, Dudes, Babes, Babe babes, Dudes, dudes. Babe Dudes. dudes. Uh, and they actually tried Wild Blue on there. Ah. And what did they think? Uh, I haven't listened uh, any further than my mixing of the podcast, but from what the from what I gathered, they they did not they, like it. <laughs> they, I must they, be the only person well, ever that has we, bought we some. Have, we have a very uh, large group of friends that that are into craft beer, and not one person I have talked to about Wild Blue. Nick has. hates it. He fucking hates it. <laughs> he hates it. I mentioned that I mentioned that we tried it on on a podcast feed. He's like, oh, and I was like, yeah. Guess what? He's like, don't tell me. I'm like, they had it on Brews with Babes. <laughs> I did not. Eh, not a fan. I'm also not a fan of that fresh fruit. 
take a secondary swig just to make sure. And a third. The follow-up. Follow it. Not only did I try it at 450 North and not like it, I later that day went over to Nick's, recorded an episode of Brews with Dudes, and didn't like it there either. Did you Go like figure. It less the second time? It, it just existed the second time, mm-hmm. and I, I, I just, I, I already had preconceived notions from you know trying it before. Biased opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, there was no changing it. This, this, I at least this, tried. This has, um, how do I want to say it? That middle is so fucking blueberry weird. Well, it's not. It's just. It's the aftertaste. Like. All I get is the hops as an aftertaste. Mm-mm. I get the blueberry right in my. Oh, here you go. go. I'll give it another I'm go. Nothing but blueberry in my mouth. See, I get blueberry in the middle. I get nothing but hops afterward. It's got a nice. It's it's got an okay scent. I see. I don't. I don't dig this. See, I I, I brought this up when we were standing in line at four or at four fifty. I do not think no that no blueberry is something that you should try and push. Um, Beer wise, I love blueberry wine. I will fucking smash a bottle of blueberry wine right now. But I do not like blueberry pie. I don't like blueberry cake. You know, blueberry muffins are great, but that's not real blueberry. That's artificial taste. Mm-hmm. So, um, blueberries are just not meant to go with beer. And between wild blue and now the fresh fruit. I, I can confirm that I was really excited for this one. I I, I was know, I, I had mixed surprise. feelings. I had mixed feelings, but surprise was I was or not surprise. Ex- excitement was one of those feelings because I loved the fresh fruit pineapple that oh, we God, had. That one was so good. We had that at the 450 North yeah, the Tap Takeover. That, that, um, what was his name? I forgot. Uh, McKinley. The one that McKinley brought by the rep mm-hmm. brought by and let us all try. That was the fresh fruit pineapple. Oh yeah, that was yeah, that excellent. was really good. I really fucking dug that one. That was excellent. I loved it. They had a little bit biased because pineapple's my favorite fruit, but they had. I feel like there was another fresh fruit before that, but I never got to try it. You know what I would really dig if they continue this fresh fruit thing? Peach. Yes, I like peach. I I have no opinion on peach, so I I will give it a go. I I would I think if if they did it as well or if they do it as well as they did the pineapple one. It would be fucking killer. Because mm-hmm. I fucking love peaches. So, for those watching or listening, uh, we challenge you. Find a blueberry uh, style type of brew, be it beer, hard cider, whatever. Find something with blueberry in it and uh, tell us if you like it. And we're not going to try it. Travis I'll might. try it. Travis I'll try might. it. Travis will be our guinea pig. Before we get, before we really get going with anything else, we debuted our new intro. Today. Yeah, we did. Uh, what did you think of that, Tyler? I, I really dug it, man. I, I put that together about an hour before you got here. That's all thirty percent, man. That's what I expected. Yeah, uh, I, I initially, I actually tried because uh, Colby, the person who made the instrumental for it, he he actually gave me like all the stems, so I have each individual instrument. Uh, for the drums, I have each individual oh, piece cool. of the drum set, so I can mix it. Are they actual drums, or is it a drum machine? I think he he programmed them, but he, right. I still get everything individually. I tried to mix it myself and come up with a new mix. Uh, I, I don't have the patience for that currently, so I just... And, you know, the 30%. Yeah, there's that. There's always the 30%. But uh, it's just... 
I I just went ahead and went with the the original instrumental that he mixed. And I which, just like that I'm a part of it now. Yeah, yeah. Well, we went so long. You've been on the show for so long, and the intro stayed the same. It's like, join me, Dick, on a podcast about every or about movies, music, and everything stuff. stuff with a taste of metal. And you know, like since probably episode three, we haven't even really like music and movies hasn't even been or in television hasn't even been like a core subject. We just talk about shit. Here on Podcastrophy, we talk about shit. I've talked about well, we've talked about I mean, no, we we do talk about it, but it's not the focus. Yeah. Like the like the intro suggested. Way, I would the say way, the way that I view our podcast, we are an ancient sailing vessel vessel on the high seas with the winds in our sails just going whatever direction it may push us. We have no course plotted. We have no compass on the ship. We just go. I'm getting I'm getting vibes of what the title of this episode should be. Butt pirates? No. <laughs> I was gonna I was originally thinking we are a vessel, but then I was I'm trying to find a way to mix heritage in there. The heritage The SS heritage. SS heritage. Vessel of freedom. <laughs> Alright, we got some comments from Alex. I have had I have had a blueberry beer before. It was okay. Then your cousin Brittany says, I don't think blueberry and beer should be a mix. But as a wine, yes. I totally agree, Brittany. Uh, <laughs> blueberry and wine is the shit. Your wife just called you a Moana. Make my fish. Don't do that. We just started. <laughs> it's going to be a while. <laughs> It'll be cold. But no, so we had that intro, <clears throat> the original intro for, I don't know, you've been on this show for what, 20 episodes now? As, oh, as a co-host. I don't remember what my debut episode was. If Nate Phillips, the pod father, or now the pod daddy, is in the chat. I, hate, I fucking hate. Ah! Why did our generation have to fucking start that? I, so I, I think it's hilarious. Weird. It's weird as fuck, and I love it. I but, uh, yeah, he. if you're in there, find, that, find Tyler's debut episode as co-host. I know your debut episode. It was like episode 12. But Yeah, that's right, because Richard was episode 11, and then I came the next week. So. And then I appeared on the show. Fired his ass. Episodes and Get episodes out. and episodes. We've had the same intro, not saying anything about you being a co-host. I'm the sleeper. And I, I've, I've had an issue with that, because, and I've, you've always gone and said, hey, it's your show, man. No, it's not just my show. It's our show. Motherfucking show. Yeah. So yeah. You're the wind beneath my wings. So I finally I finally <laughs> rectified that. I, I have a guy at work that sings that all the time, <laughs> dude. Kinda like kinda like we talked about on Voice of Survival when yeah. we were singing fucking Kiss from a Rose. Yeah. My father in law Oh my god. It's good times, man. Yeah, That'll live on forever. But so I mentioned I mentioned Pod Daddy and that came on uh that was that was first brought to life that that name was first brought to life on uh last week's episode of journey into comics at which point i hosted with mr nick maxson and we had a special uh guest and he's been on several brews with dudes for those who couldn't tell who it was it was mr austin hill uh playing a character and uh tyler this let's hear it let's hear it man 
I could not listen to the episode. <laughs> I, this is this is no disrespect to you or to Nick. Or yeah. Even Austin. Yeah. I, I like Austin. I like all you guys. It was a it was a it was a hard episode. But God fucking damn it, man! <laughs> I appreciate the character. It was funny for like the first five minutes, and when you said graboids, I about lost my shit. But I was also mad at the same time because I love Tremors. It's one of my all-time favorite movie franchises. And then you just kept going, and Nick would try and talk, and then Austin would interrupt, and then you would try and talk before Nick got a chance to talk, and then he would interrupt you. And then Nick would try and talk, and he would actually interrupt Austin, interrupting you, interrupting Nick. <laughs> it was a conundrum of fucks, and I could not handle it. Yeah, it was, It was a. as I said in our group chat, it was the most trying podcast I've ever tried to record. Like, uh, I thought it was funny at first, and then it just be, it became overwhelming, and I, I, could, I could see it in Nick's eyes. He was like, what did we get into? There's no reason that should have been more difficult to do than drug catastrophe. And it was. And it had to have fucking been. <laughs> it was. It was very... I mean, eventually we, we finally got into some, like, hardcore Star Wars talk. And uh, it just... I don't know. It was it was still hard, but, like, we finally got Austin's character... To simmer down. To simmer down and actually... I mean, he's still interrupted. But that that's the thing. That's, that's their gimmick with Nick is he gets interrupted right. on his show. I, I get it. I understand. So we were take, trying to take that to an extreme because it was Fool's Week. Right, I get it. I uh, understand, I it. But yeah, it was it was a very, very difficult podcast to record. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I'm, so, harken back to our trip to 450 this mm-hmm. past week. Which we're going to get into the actual trip. Right. Um... I didn't buy a whole lot. I bought three, four packs. I bought one of each. I didn't, like I said, I didn't buy the fresh fruit because I knew it wasn't going to be good. I should have not. I should have, I should have bought two platinum nuggets instead of one of each. And I thought you didn't like the platinum nuggets. It's not my favorite, but I like it. It's the galaxy hops that you don't like, right? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I know I don't like galaxy hops because I've had galaxy hero and I did not like that. I can't remember if that's the one you gave me or not, but I still have in my refrigerator at home. But anyway, back to what the what I, the actual point of me speaking. Um, I really dig these fucking platinum nuggets, and it it just goes to show. You know, like I said earlier, I have not disliked anything from the Nugget series. I don't know why they just don't make more of all of it. If we could just get the powdered nuggets. Or the golden nuggets. I would be okay with I don't even, one of them. I don't remember the golden nuggets. Oh, I did. They were I don't good. remember them. It, it was, seriously, when you took a sip at first, you got, it, it was weird. You got the, for me anyway, you got the beer flavor up front. And mm-hmm. then, like, during swallowing and after, the aftertaste came in. And it was like you took a handful of golden puffs, just a teeny, I mean, just a dabble of milk. And threw them in your mouth and held them in your mouth like a chipmunk, and then <laughs> swallowed it. I mean, it, it was pure. It was it was literally like drinking golden puffs, and it was fucking good. It's like that milkshake that I had a fucking steak and shake that one night. Ah, yes. It was fucking good, man. <laughs> so. Yeah. So we. If you couldn't tell, we went down to 450 North in Columbus, Indiana, middle of nowhere, Columbus, Indiana, and 
we went for a special beer release from 450 North. They released, they re-released the cookies and cream nuggets. They released the blueberry fresh fruit, the platinum nuggets, and a new Slurpee, raspberry passion fruit. So Weiss beer style from Germany. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't too big a fan of their first Slurpee, which I think was like blackberry mango or something. I never tried that one. Uh, it was very, very, I mean, this one, they're both very, very tart. But this one I liked a lot more. Yeah, I I like this one especially because, you know, it's a Weiss beer, which mm-hmm. I drank a lot. For you heritage folks, it's a Weiss beer. Um, but in Germany, that's what kids drink, man. The alcohol, alcohol content's turned down a little bit, but the flavor's the same. There are all kinds of crazy colors, and it's delicious. Yeah. Andy, we'll get you on here. You didn't get... Uh, forgotten about for an invite i know travis is going out of town this weekend so i had to get him on here <laughs> but yeah so we, we we go down there they released all they're releasing all those beers we we wake up it's it's it's, it's our day off yeah but we had good friday off we don't normally have friday off which is normally why we can't make these releases they're always on friday and so i get up at i was supposed to get up at six i woke up at five thirty. I woke up at that time as well, but I went back to sleep, uh, and I had an alarm set for six, but I slept through it. Luckily, my girlfriend Miranda hit me up and woke me up at 6.20. I threw on some pants, and we took off. Uh, we met a couple people down at Meyer, Casey from uh, Jerry Lee's Pub. Shout out to you, dude. Uh, he met us at Meyer. I thought we were all meeting there, but uh, turns out... That wasn't the case. Yeah. So we we take off. It's now about five, ten till six or ten till seven. We take off. At some point down the road, I pass Casey, and he is never to be seen again. (laughs) I don't know if anyone ever found him. (laughs) But we uh, unfortunately he got sick. Yeah. Yeah, they got sick about halfway down, I guess, or some some way down the road. Uh, but which sucks because then you got to turn around and drive back. Yes. While you're sick. Yes. Uh, luckily, he had his wife with him. So, right. But, yeah, so we get down there, and we're the first ones there out of our group because Nick and all of them, they had to go pick up Mr. Chris Charles from uh, the band Bizarre Noir. And Nick forgot his wallet. And Nick forgot his wallet. <laughs> That's something you don't do when you're going to a beer release. You yeah, yeah. But, so we get we get there, and it's cold as shit. There's already an okay There's, like, maybe 15, 20 people in line. Uh, I would say there was like twelve people in line. Okay, we get we get there rather early for the line, and immediately people are they're all having fun, they're enjoying themselves. Uh, one guy walks up to us and he's got a bottle of Three Floyd's Dark Lord, which is a very exclusive beer. You can only get it at their Dark Lord event every year. And he's like, "Hey, you guys got tasters?" <laughs> and we're like, "No." Well, there's styrofoam cups over there for coffee. Go grab some. So you bebopped over there and grabbed us some styrofoam. Yep. I actually really dug the dark Lord. It was. Ve- I didn't like it because it's a stout. I dug it. But it was very extremely you, smooth. You would have liked it. It was very smooth. Do you want? Do you want to know how much Dark Lord tickets are this year? They're 180 bucks. Yes. Right? They're 180 dollars. But, but the whole thing with Dark Lord release though is it's it's almost like a festival. At it this is. Point now, right? It is because they have tons of live bands come and play. Like Mastodon played it. Yeah, it's not just 
local yeah. bands that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. Macedon fucking played it. And so like they'll they'll release this beer once a year. Uh, they used to not give you as many. You would uh you'd ha- you get like maybe one or two bottles. Now it's like you get a four pack of the bottles. Oh really? Uh, they and- give you four bombers. Yeah. Not. Yeah, they're bombers. Okay. So he he's just going around just pouring Dark Lord yeah, for everybody. He hit, he hit the whole fucking line, man. Yeah. And eventually they got to a point where they were like, hey. Uh, we're handing out wristbands, so we kind of lined up a different way. We literally, okay, so all the play, we were like 15th in line. Yeah. We took the, the line that we had established already, and they just pivoted it. Mm-hmm. And then we were in the same place in line, but they made us move for no reason. So I was a little bit perturbed at that, especially because it was early in the morning, and we were yeah. freezing fucking yeah. cold. It was pretty miserable. That was a long-ass drive, too. Yeah, it seemed so much longer. Mm-hmm. Well, the drive is so boring. Yeah. You know, it's just straight down 65 until you hit 31, and then it's like, we're in the middle of fucking nowhere now. Yep. It's actually at the 450 North, it's actually at the Simmons Winery, which I did not know. Oh, so you already knew about the Simmons Winery. I knew about the Simmons okay. Winery. I didn't know about the... Well, that, that, was their, that was their first endeavor into alcohol, mm-hmm. because the, the person who bought the farm... I think this is going off of memory from McKinley's 450 North Beer School. But the person who bought the farm, he decided uh, he was going to start growing grapes. And those didn't really quite sell well at the farmer's market. So he's like, well, I have all these grapes. I'm going to make some wine. (laughs) I would love to have a winery. Think about how relaxing of a job that would be. Obviously, it's stressful like everything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we were supposed to have Richard come down with us, our our, our guest Rolo, frequent guest. Uh, he was supposed to come down. He was really excited to go, and then uh, I I sent a picture to of the allotments and how much each costs, how much a, a four pack of each costs. Mm-hmm. I sent it to you and him. After also reminding him, hey, be here at this time yep. or we are leaving. We don't give a fuck. And he's like, hey, can I sleep on the way down? Yeah, like... Sure, dude. Yeah, okay, cool, whatever. So he sees this picture, and he's like, well, that's a little too expensive for my wallet, uh, So, but I'll still go. I just won't buy any. You're just going to have to enjoy my company. And I was like, we don't care, whatever. Yeah. You could Somebody could somebody else could give you money, and you buy it for them. I didn't, I didn't even... My whole goal was not to go down there and buy a bunch of beer anyway. It was I just wanted to go check the place out because yeah. I enjoyed their beer so much. And then especially with like McKinley being such a, an awesome – you know, when, when I think of uh, a product rep for a lot of the, the companies that I mm-hmm. – you know, especially small like startup companies, they're always fucking douchey-ass people or they're not very well educated on what they're trying to sell or, you know, just in general – and uh we haven't really been recording you this whole time. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. Can you so t- hopefully one of the uh, one of the other mics will pick you up. I was going to say can you take the audio from the live stream? No. That sucks. <laughs> so yeah, uh 30 minutes in people are finally going to hear you. Hey people. <laughs> Oh well, that's just how podcasting goes sometimes. Uh, 
Yeah, so yeah, we were. I, I wasn't planning on buying a fuck ton of beer either. Yeah, I just want. I just wanted to go check the place out. Yeah, oh, man. Uh oh, Nate, love from the Podfather. Hey, Pod Daddy. I haven't been recording for thirty minutes. Yeah, I just started noticing there was like no waveform where you were at. There they are. Now they're there. But hey, so Richard says I'm not gonna buy any beer. I'm just gonna go down with you guys, and it's okay, whatever. And then he says, then literally morning of, hey, not going to be able to come. I got my wife and my daughter are sick. And part of me kind of just doesn't. <laughs> a pod fail. Whap, whap. Is there uh, even is there even waveform now? It still looks yeah, there like is. a deadline to me. Let's see that. Oh, I thought I was the bottom one. Oh, no. Am I the bottom one? Because, yeah. Yep, there you are. There it is. You're popping hey, up. there's some waveforms. Yeah, Andy, uh, you heard... Tyler, because uh, all of that, all the live stream audio is coming from the webcam, while what we're recording for the audio version is not. Yes. <laughs> and I forgot what happened was I forgot to turn on the phantom power, and Tyler's mic requires phantom power. Yep. Womp womp. So, yep. Uh, Bing bong. Hopefully, between our two mics, they'll pick you up enough. That you can just boost the hell out of it? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> hey there. Hey. It, it was kind of a relief that Richard didn't come. Yeah. Because I know, especially with him like not getting anything, he would have been bored. And that big line of people. Oh, yeah. He would have been like, pay attention to me. Pay attention yep, to me. Exactly. <laughs> you guys sit there and eat that pizza, and he's just like, hey, you can finish that? Hey. Are you done with that breadstick as you're sticking it it's in your the, mouth? It's literally in my yeah. mouth and I'm chewing it. <laughs> he, no, I'm not done with it. You want me to feed you like a oh, bird? Shit. Yeah, yes. he, he would have been like, he would have just been like striving for attention. And chain vaping. And chain vaping. And he would have just, it, it just would have been so super annoying. Does you he and know I, any you, cool tricks? No. Not really, no. Other than he can, he can, being a dumb. Just blow he, he can... in your face that that is trick. <laughs> oh, vape tricks. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna. I thought you meant just in general because like he can pull up. He every show he's on, he pulls up that guitar and just makes up a song right on he's, the spot. He's very good at improv. Right on. Yeah. But uh, very hilarious guy. Yeah, I was just I was just really glad in general that we got to go check it out. We had yeah. a good time, even though we froze our fucking dicks off. We had a really good time. It was our day off work, Hell so yeah. it was like kind of Ferris Bueller's style, you know. Without the Ferrari. Right. Without, uh, Unfortunately, without the Ferrari yeah. and the nice weather. But, uh, yeah, I definitely, you know, my wife and I are already talking about making a trip down there because she wants to check out the winery. Yeah. Um, Hit me up. Let me know. Me and Miranda will come down. Absolutely. I figured this giant man next to me would also want to go. I have never seen your cat that relaxed. Don't I'm fucking, here. don't worry. Don't, I'm like the don't animal, bother him. Animal whisperer. He just flicked his tail at you like, leave me the fuck alone. He'll do this. You're pissing him off. <laughs> so, <a> tail twitch. <laughs> I know cat does you guys talk about um, like dicks? comics and yeah, dicks and shit. But like comics and especially the last podcast I was watching, you guys were talking about uh, Infinity War mm-hmm. and, and all that shit coming Lots up. Lots of theories. So, have both of you guys watched uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? No. Nope. No. Well, I'm not big on anime and stuff. 
You're not into anime at all? Not really. Okay. Not even, uh, what about Studio Ghibli stuff? The old Hayao Miyazaki? Nope. That is... Spirited Away... I, I know that uh, okay, you finally said something I recognize. That's Hayao Miyazaki, that's Studio Ghibli. It. Yeah, that's good stuff. You haven't I watched like T Max. Yeah, I'm i I'm big into big in the Hayao. But you haven't watched like Kiki's Delivery Service or uh, that's another name I have recognized, but I haven't seen it. Howl's Moving Castle. Again. That's recognize. a great one. I recognize all these names. Tales from Earthsea. I don't know that one. Did you Akira? ever watch Tales from Mercy? Akira. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that, but I, I recognize that's it. That's oh, the very Akira's first great. anime that I ever watched, and okay. that's what turned me on to animes in general. Because I think I still have all your movies. I think you do. Um, Akira, it's old, too. I The original copy of Akira that I bought was on VHS. It came out in like 84 yeah. or something like uh, that. I mean, it's super old. And the great thing about anime and what really turned me on to it was, you know... You grow up, you watch cartoons, Inspector Gadget, and that was one of my favorite cartoons when I was growing up. It was way before your time. Yeah, well, no, I mean, you know what it is. I've, but see, I've I, seen old Inspector Gadget. Right. I liked it. It was so, actually a, like, a well-done cartoon. Every day cartoon. I ran home from school, that's what I watched. Like, right when I got home, it was on. So, you know, it's all Nickelodeon, Disney, you know, everything's all unicorns and rainbows and happy endings and shit. And then enter Akira. So I'm like, all right, I've heard I've heard a lot of good things about this movie. I'll check it out. So we watched it, and the opening scenes of it, and the synopsis basically is there's at the beginning there's two rival like biker, biker gangs. Um, you, you don't really know which one's good, which one's bad. They're biker gangs, so I guess in society's eyes they're both bad because mm-hmm. they just go around and they pretty much fight each other all the time, and they destroy shit in the process. So, uh, the two main characters is Tetsuo and Kaneda. Tetsuo is the, the main anti or the protagonist, I guess. And Tetsuo's like the older, like older brother, kind of big brother kind of guy that's always looking out for, uh, Tetsuo. And they're getting in this whole, uh, biker war thing. And the other, uh, the biker gang's called the clowns. Okay. So, um, very esque. He's younger. He's maybe (sighs) 14, 15. And he's, I mean, he can ride a bike and, uh, the older brother guy has like this super deluxe, like super, uh, very, what's the word? Um, it's very exotic. Very yes, very exotic, and everything is like tailored to him. It's it's custom made. Every you know, it's got hyperdrive engines and all this other stuff. He's like, hey man, come on, let me drive it. He's like, dude, get the hell out of here. You can't handle this bike or whatever. So um, the clowns come in. They say, hey, let's ride. We gotta take care of this shit. They get out on the highway, and so I'm like, okay, you know, cool. A biker war fight. Let's. I want to check this shit out. So, I mean. There's within the first five minutes, there's already like people getting to beat the shit out of. There's blood. It's very, you know, pe- it's very graphic. It's for very anime. graphic for 1984 mm-hmm. and an anime on top of that. When you're used to watching Disney and Nickelodeon yeah. cartoons yeah. and the thing that really, it just, man, it was like that moment. It's just like, dude, I love this already. It was in the first 10 minutes. Um, the the biker gangs were chasing each other down this highway and one guy kind of 
spears off onto an off-ramp, and the younger boy chases after him. Everybody else just keeps going, so it's just a one-on-one thing. They're driving through alleys and everything, and uh, the clown guy is kind of looking behind him, and he's throwing shit, like basically Molotov cocktails. He's throwing them behind him, and he turns back around, and there's like a dumpster that's kind of been pushed out in the road a little bit. So he kind of tries to swerve out of the way that's going so fast that he clips it. He rolls and stuff, bike, you know, basically is destroyed. And he's kind of like trying to get up. And that young boy comes by with a fucking pipe going. God knows how fast he was going. It looks like he's going like at least 100 miles an hour. Just drives by him right in the fucking face. Hits him in the fucking fucking head with that lead pipe. That's uh. And I was like, boom, I love it. I'm going to sit, dude. This is already my favorite anime I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the, the, so, the movie gets very like, you know, yes. like Inception type level, mind blown type thing. But it's it's very good, especially for the time period. Akira opened the door. It, they didn't just open the door; it kicked the fucking door down. And it's like, look, America, this is this is really fucking cool shit. Check this out, and then you know that set the precedent for for studio ghibli and all the other great anime you know not just not just the tv series but movies and and the mangas and stuff like that it, it fucking kicked the door down and, and gave it to everybody hell yeah and the the studio ghibli things are more i want to say like kid friendly but it's a lot more happy endings and kind of well it's, it's it, not death and destruction and and fucking shit up all the time it is like they have their you know they have their Disney, they have their Nickelodeon, they have their, you know, uh, Spike Channel and, you know, just ultra, not real, well, hentai, they got that too. But, Dick's you know, they got like, you know, their HBO kind of shit and it's, they, the different genres, I guess, if you want to call it that. And the, the thing that Akira did, like you said, kind of opened the door and allowed the American public to kind of get into it mm-hmm. so they could broaden their um their base their horizon and and their fan base and get more people to buy into it that's why Mm -hmm. especially like disney bought studio ghibli uh five or six years ago okay and um hayo miyazaki i was telling he's one a very very famous director in japan um he was you know, Spirited Away, Kiki's Delivery Service, Howl's uh, Moving Howl's Castle, Moving Castle, great movie, mm-hmm. um, Tales from Mercy, Tales from Mercy, and a bunch of other ones that that was his that he directed and everything. And he did his last picture, um, just I want to say maybe two years ago now, and I don't even remember where the wind blows or something like that. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I have it. I've kind of been waiting on it. It's it's not bad, um, but all every every movie that you watch from Studio Ghibli, all the characters are drawn the same. They all have the same facial features, the same eyes, the same voice styles. Um, uh, one of my other favorite uh, Miyazaki movies was Castle in the Sky. Mm-hmm. Cloris Leachman was one of the main voice actors in that, and um, Oh, what the hell's that guy's name from Dawson Creek? Uh, Vanderbeek. What? James Vanderbeek. Yeah, James Vanderbeek was the main male role. So they used like A-list voice actors mm-hmm. to do these roles for Studio awesome. Ghibli stuff. And I mean, 
you know, you, you if you heard Cloris Leachman, you would know right away who it was. But like James Vanderbeek when he was a kid, nah. you would have never known. Yeah. Hey, that's Dawson. No, because <laughs> you wouldn't know that. Or uh, um, shit. What's the? We've watched it together. The uh, God damn it, I can't think of it. The name of the other. My favorite one. Are you talking about another movie? Yeah. Princess Mononoke? Yes, thank you. That's my favorite yes, that Studio is, Ghibli one. Great, 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 great movie. The, 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 the awesome thing about the Studio Ghibli stuff is not just the content itself, but w- when you watch it as a child or a teenager, you see certain themes and, and you fall in love with certain characters. And then especially with the majority of the movies, the themes are so powerful. And there's a lot of them that are... Uh, geared towards themes about family and friendship. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there might be another couple movies that's all about uh, nature and preserving the earth. And, and you know, it, there's so many different themes that go down. But as you become an adult and, and have those family ties and, and you look at the themes different and then you appreciate the movie so much more. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw Akira later on down the road. I th- that was probably the fourth or fifth movie type like that I had seen but Princess Mononoke was the first major anime movie that I ever saw and it just happened to be a Studio Ghibli film um, I picked it up at Hollywood Video rented it for like a dollar rental special or something just because you know like we talked about a couple episodes ago people today don't fucking appreciate the fact that you used to have to go to the movie store on Friday yep. night yep. blockbuster blockbuster i i was a big hollywood video guy video express yep yep or a video update Before here the, in lafayette that place fucking update. sucked update. man yeah. wow or a amazing video on 350 that was a good one for a while but yeah, uh, i forgot about amazing video do you remember do you remember suncoast video at mm-hmm. the mall yeah I got so many Godzilla films from there. Oh, I did too. Hell yeah. But so uh, I was I was running through the store and they didn't have a movie that I wanted to watch. So I just grabbed it because the box art looked cool and then I fucking fell in love with that movie. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. So Travis, I noticed you finished your blueberry. I did. And? Well, it's empty. I mean, it is. That so, should be. But we don't waste beer in this house. I uh, I actually have someone hitting me up to sell it on Instagram right now, but if if you want it, it's yours. I'll take it. All right. Spo- I I did mention it. Like seven hundred dollars. Yes. Wait, <laughs> what's his current offer? There is no offer. Okay. <laughs> he just I, said I, just, I will take it. They just said, "Are you selling?" I'm like, "Well, there's three left, and they might be smoke smoking spoken for." So they're spoken for. Yeah. Uh, Before we go into another topic, uh, my good man, Andy Fitzgerald, asks us what we think about Sea of Thieves. Um, I'll go first. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) To me, one, I didn't know much about, I didn't, I had heard nothing about Sea of Thieves before it came out. Because I I also haven't really been paying attention to the video games and all that. I've been, I've been jacking off, jacking off and like hard into fucking Monster Hunter, blowing my load. Blowing my load all over that Monster Hunter world. Um, We've both put over 150 hours in the game. I'm at 155 point. right now. 164. You can drink the rest of that if you want. Um, I could be a lot higher level, but it's whatever. Um, but no, so I, I... 
Sea of Thieves to me is I'm gonna consider it a, a hype game. Like Overwatch. Overwatch, uh Fortnite, PUBG. PUBG. I like PUBG. It's fun. I'm I'm I mean and I'm I'm not saying they're bad games. They're just not for me. I'm not into the battle royale. I'm not I know a... Sea of Trees isn't a battle royale. Sea of Trees. Game. Sea of Trees. That's a band that I like. Uh my Good God, Blaine. Ryan Strain, the guy who does the Rico the subliminal stuff. Uh, that's his other band, Sea of oh, Thieves. that's right, that's right. Uh, but Sea of Thieves, corrected. You're welcome. <laughs> Dexter's just staring at the door. He's staring at the cable. Oh. Oh. But uh, Sea of Thieves, uh, I know it's not a Battle Royale-style game. It's more of an RPG, but... Uh, one, I'm not in the animation style. And two, I just... It seems like a hype game that's going to die off in another month. For Honor? Hmm? For Honor. See, that pissed me off because I had really high expectations for For Honor. I did too. I played it longer <laughs> than anybody. You did. But uh, for, as, as far as Sea of Thieves goes, I have not played it yet. I know a lot of my friends' group, you, Big Andy, have played it a lot. And Little Andy. And Little Andy and Frank. Carrillo, shout out to you if you're watching. You, I know you fucking played it more than anybody. But um, I compare personally, and, th- and this is the big comparison on the internet right now is... Sea of Thieves to No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky was super fucking hyped before it released. I bought it on release day. Apparently it's playable now. <sighs> I tried it again. It's still not. <laughs> How it, recently? Like two weeks ago. Oh, wow. It's still not really any different. But okay. so it, it's it's the same. It, I don't know. It's the same kind of thing. Yes, you get to play. You get to do pirate shit with your friends. But if I'm playing a pirate game, number one, I don't want to play in first person. I want to play in third person. I want to see my motherfucking pirate that I create. Number two, I want to actually do meaningful things. Yes, I'm sailing. That's badass. I can do that in Black Flag and have more fun. Yes, I can go hunt treasure. I can do that in Black Flag and have more fun. Uh, I like what you said, the art style. Shout out to you, Rare, for trying something that is kind of bold, and, it, you know, that's your expression, but that fucking art looks stupid. <laughs> it looks like bad Cartoon Network shit. Yes. Um, and then all of the upgrades in the game, everything that you buy in the game is cosmetic. Great. So So that that's the same kind of... I mean, yes, I appreciate the fact that it doesn't have loot boxes, like you're not paying to win type shit, but actually give me a reason to devote my time to it. Yeah. Speaking of pirate games, uh, do you know Bethesda? I think, I'm pretty sure Bethesda did it, but um, the original Pirates of the Caribbean video game for Xbox. Yeah. OG Xbox. What about it? That was like a first person. It, it, was, it was like Elder Scrolls, but Pirates of the Caribbean. I enjoyed it a lot. I traded... I, I, I loaded my ship up with trade trading goods and I sailed from port to port trading said goods. What do you think about Sea of Thieves, <laughs> Travis? Have you played it yet? I have not played it. Uh, I've been very timid on buying it. I know Little Andy offered to uh, give me 10 bucks to get the Game Pass because it's free for Game Pass. He said he'd pay for a month for me so I'd play. I just, I'm not interested you know, it's just I I don't know what it is. I'm very I'm very involved with Monster Hunter, as with a lot of people are right now. Balls playing that deep. and 
honestly, I am looking forward to May when Dark Souls Remaster comes out. That yeah, is. sorry, sorry, Blaine. When May gets here, you won't see me on PlayStation for a solid month. That's right. God of War comes out this month, and I'll be, I'll be done with God of War by the time Dark Souls comes out. I might be. I don't know. I've been thinking about busting out a new Dark Souls One character just to kind of have something to do in between time. I never played a pure Pyromancer on Dark Souls One, nor have I ever played the DLC, which is what I'm most looking forward you're, to. You're you're gonna like that when we when we get there. The, the uh, what is it? The Abyss of Artorias. Artorias of the Abyss. No, I had it backwards. So, but Andy, I I don't disagree. Andy says that's the point. It brings back the old style of play. Though I do not disagree with you, I cannot argue one way or another, obviously, because I have not played the game. I have only seen um, what uh, especially people are playing on YouTube. I do not like game. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and I'm going to spend $60 on that game, and you are buying an empty product. The only thing you are getting is the camaraderie between you and your friends, and that is great, and I'm not saying there's anything bad with that, but when I spend $60 on a game, especially now, I want to get what I pay for, and Monster Hunter, I bought on opening night, I was in line with this dude right here, and I've put 150 hours plus into that game... And I still have shit to do, and everything I am doing is fulfilling, and nothing is cosmetic, and the art style is beautiful. So I, in good conscience, cannot say that Sea of Thieves is worth $60 when Monster Hunter is worth 10 times that. I'm I mean, over 100 hours in it, and I didn't even want to buy it to begin with. I know. <laughs> as soon as it... I, before it even... Okay, so it, before I started working at Subaru... Or before you and I really started hanging out, I told him and Andy both, little Andy, that, hey, the new Monster Hunter's coming out. You guys really need to get in on this. It's kind of like Dark Souls. And Andy is like, yeah, that, that, yeah, that, cool. And old man over here is like, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm old. Get off my lawn. Yeah. And then, and then, as it as it got closer and closer and closer, Andy was really excited. He was still no. And then, but Rocket League, but Rocket League, <laughs> <laughs> never played it, never will. Andy here says most games nowadays are an empty product. Monster Hunter is an exception. That's I, why I don't play many games, and uh, unless they have like a title already attached to them, like God of War. And, That's a and game. don't get me wrong, Andy. I'm not. I'm not trying to argue with you here. Um, kind of sounds like you are. Well, I'm. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just. <laughs> I'm making my point on why I don't like Sea of Thieves, and I haven't even played it. Um, I don't disagree with you that most games today are empty, uh, in the total grand scheme of things. But I spent sixty dollars on, or I actually spent a lot more than sixty dollars for the collector's edition of Mass Effect Andromeda last year. That was a game that reviewed very poorly and killed my favorite gaming franchise of all time. Yeah. That game was not fucking empty. It was worth every fucking penny I spent on it. So, though I agree with what you're saying, I'm also disagreeing with what you're saying because everything doesn't need to be multiplayer. If Sea of Thieves actually had uh, an engaging story and stuff that wasn't empty, I would, I would be... 
you know, I would be more interested because I love the pirate shit. That's why that's why everybody loved Black Flag so much. Yeah, no one gave a shit about the Assassin's part of it. No, it wasn't an Assassin's Creed game. It was no, a pirate game. It was game. straight up a pirate game. So, I mean, I, I, I hate to argue with you about it, but I just, it's not for me, man. I don't, what? and even, even if the game was really engaging and had a lot of shit to do, that was worthwhile and fulfilling. I don't dig the art style and I don't want to play a first person pirate game. So that's not what I'm about. Nope. Baxter, stop biting him. It's fine. <laughs> he bites him and then he licks him. Yep. Bites yep. him and then licks him. I've had cats before. This is normal cat behavior. They I all, hate you. I love you. Did they all die in the winds? <laughs> did they all die in the winds? I love your comment, Andy. Agree to disagree to, to disagree. disagree. <sighs> lots of chickens. Oh, lots of coops. Lots no of chickens. Coops. Lots of coops. No chickens. They all died in the winds last summer. <laughs> You've seen Chaw, right? You've been watching the streams and seen Chaw? Well, guess what? Post-show, we're watching Are it. you fucking serious? Are oh you? Are God. you? Those in the live, we're watching Chaw again at the end of this. Yee-yee. Tune in. <laughs> Good God. I love that we can have a pre-show and a post-show. I do too. <laughs> was the pre-show the 30 minutes that we didn't record? Oh, God. Oh, no, it well, was recording. It was recording the whole time, just not Tyler. Just oh, not me. Okay. Well, that's, that doesn't I, really I'm, real, I'm really looking forward much. to what magic you can do with this. I'm not going to be able to do anything with it. <laughs> well, I'm saying if... See, if, if I'm... If I'm I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to work any magic on that because anything I turn up on mine or his is just going to crank our own voices up when can't, they appear. Can't you do it in, intermittently, though? Like, turn it up for a certain section of the clip and then turn it back down? I'll see what I can You're do. talking, like, CSI shit, man. Like, You're also talking to someone who puts forth 30% of effort. 30%? You put more than 30% towards this podcast. 35 at least. <laughs> fuck out of my life, cow. Get the fuck out of my life, cow. Make my fish. Anyway, so do, you, do you have any uh, do you have any comments about Dark Souls? Did you ever get into I never any played of that? Never I've been trying it. to get him into any, it. Do you have any desire to play it? Not really. Okay. Too difficult. See, but See? It's, it's not even okay. Difficult. So, little Andy, which we're gonna clear up here. Andy Fitzgerald is big Andy, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking giant. A, in a uh, good way, though. And yeah, in a good. Hey, I don't mean that in a bad way. We're friends. And Andy Dietrich is little Andy. Um. So little Andy, when we he was in my class in the apprenticeship for the electrician okay. deal. Um, after I think it was probably second year of class, um, when we started to really get to know each other and stuff, found out that we both kind of play video games and shit. So he's like, "Hey, have you ever played Dark Souls?" I was like, "Ah, no, not really. You know, I've heard a bunch about it, but I've never really, you know, got into it because I didn't have." Um, I don't want to say I didn't have friends, but I didn't have a lot of friends online that played that game. So he's like, hey, I have an extra copy on PS3. We both had PS3s at the time. He's like, I'll give you a copy and we, you know, I'll help, I'll run you through it and we play it together. Okay. So next time at class, he brings it to me. He's like, you know, go ahead and get started so you can kind of get the feel for the controls and, you know, how stuff works and then we'll get going after that because you have to get like through the first, you know, starter 
the point, tutorial area. The tutorial, basically, area before you can even cooperate. Co op. So, you know, I make my guy, I get a run through, uh, do the tutorial thing. I'm like, ah, this isn't so bad. You know, the graphics are, I wouldn't say like the greatest, but they work for. They work for yeah. what it is. It's yeah. perfect for the setting. It's perfect for the story. Well, and at the at the time that that game came out in 2010 or 2009, it's my second favorite gaming franchise of all time, and I can't remember when the game came out, but 2009 or 2010 when it, it came out, they were very good for the time. Right. So. But anyway. I just wanted to interject. I that. digress. Um, so I get through... I get through finally. Uh, basically, if you've ever seen any of the the memes for Dark Souls, it's like, you know, the get tutorial good. is basically okay. Here's a sword and a shield, and I'll go beat the fuck out of this really big boss. You know, here's how you swing your sword. Here's how you use your shield. And here's how you roll. Good luck. Yeah. So, I struggle. Um, I'm old, so I'm stubborn. So I do the same thing over and over again, just trying. I was like, okay, well, maybe he'll do something different this time, and I'm just going to keep doing the same thing. Nope. And make him change of to insanity. me. So I finally get past it. I get to the first area. Uh, you know, I'm getting through that area okay. Um, and I finally get what they call the, the white soap zone is what you can use. You basically put a message on the ground, and people can either summon yeah. you or they do the opposite, and you can summon people to your world. So I, I text Andy. I said, hey, I'm ready to do co-op. Let's do this. He's like, oh, I just sold my PS3. I bought an Xbox. I was like, wait, what? I thought you were going to like co-op with me. He's like, yeah, it's not going to happen. I was like, so what, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? He's like, oh, you'll figure it out. So I was like, all right. So... I go through, there's no direction in this game whatsoever. Nope. You get to the very first place, you talk to a guy, he gives you the only the only instructions of the game, ring two bells. There's one above, one below. <laughs> I'll be here. All right. Yeah, I'll be here, and I'll probably huh. be going insane at the same time as the game progresses. So I'm like, all right. Cool, I'm at the starting thing, so I, I run around checking shit out, and I see some skeletons. I'm like, okay, skeletons, they seem like low-level mobs to me. I'm I'm pretty versed in RPG games. Let's do it. So they're out there, I'm beating the shit out of skeletons. They, I knock them down. And they get back they up. They get back up. So I knock them down again, and they, they finally die. Up. This is a meme. This is straight up a meme, because there's like, because I uh, wasn't at like, Skyrim, in Skyrim. Oh, look, skeletons, Dark Souls. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep. So I get running down through this whole skeleton area, and I keep dying, like, repeated. Like, I'm getting fucking gangbanged. Did you hardcore. go? Did you try and go to the Tomb of the Giants right out of the fucking yeah. gate? I had, God damn it, yeah, Travis. So, okay, so this isn't the right way. Let's find something else. So it's like, oh, cool, staircase. So I, I find a staircase, and I follow it down. Oh, you went down. I went to New Londo. Oh, fuck. So I go to New Londo, and I'm like, these guys aren't even fighting back. Ugh. One hit kills at level five or whatever I am. Oh, sweet. This is this is definitely the right way to go. So I'm, I'm trucking along. I'm like, fuck these guys. They're not even fighting back. I'm and then like, you hell see the, yeah. And then you see the ghost. Going down the bridge. Ghost comes at me. I'm like, ghost, whatever. You know, <laughs> what? Swing at him. Can't hit him. What? What? I swing again. Can't hit him. 
They hit you. They hit fucking hard. Two hits, I die. Do you need like a silver sword or something? Do you need uh, was a uh, the uh, not the purging stone, the uh, you need an item that basically you give yourself a curse to kind of put you on their spectral plane okay. so you can interact mm-hmm. with them, which you get later in the game more often than what because you, you I think you start out you might have found like four at this time they maybe last like five minutes and that's twenty minutes is not enough to get through this area because nope. there's a shit ton of them. Okay. Okay, so this isn't the fucking right way to go. So, I fiddle fuck around for a little bit. I get pissed. I said, fuck this game I ain't playing. I rage quit. Like a month goes by, Andy's like, hey man, how'd you do on Dark Souls? I was like, man, fuck that game. Dude, I went down this place, was fighting fucking skeletons. I remember him telling me this too. (laughs) And he's like, no, dude, that's not the way to go. I was like, well, I went down here where the, the ghost shit bastards were beating the fuck out of me. Dude... If you turn around and go left, there's a staircase that goes up. That's where you want to go. I was like, I didn't even see that. He's like, don't go down, go up. So I, I, know. I was like, okay. So like every once in a while, like I'd get stuck and I'd text him, hey, I'm at so-and-so. And he, when it comes to video games, especially Dark Souls, as which I'm sure you are, he's very, he's almost has the, an eidetic memory when it comes to that. Because be like, hey, all right, cool. So... What you want to do is you want to go down, you'll go down like two flights of stairs, there'll be a hallway to the right, there's going to be a box on your left, and he's doing this all from memory. He's like, break that box, there'll be a staircase underneath that box. You go down there, you jump this way, and then throw your hands up at a 47 degree angle, and there'll be a sword right there. It'll be like, and he'll name it off to, he'll be like, the sword of what the fuck ever. And sure enough, I go down there and it's the sword of what the fuck ever. It's like, hey, dude, how do you remember? He's like, dude, I have put so many fucking hours in this game. Or I can, he basically idea. walked me through it via text whenever I got stuck. But I soloed that fucking game and no shit. It took me, I want to say 92 hours to beat it by myself for the first time. And I started in an NG plus game, which after you beat it with some games, you can start back over, keep your yeah. shit, and the mobs get harder. I made it 75% of the way back through the game on NG Plus in 20 hours. Because I knew I knew where to go now, I knew what to expect, and it was just like, all right, let's do this shit. So, And so, then ever since I beat it the first time, I've loved it. Played Dark Souls 2. Uh, you, you never joined us on 2. Which Andy, Andy and I both had two, and we both played co-op through it together, and then him Dark and Souls I did three that, came. Him out. and I did that before you and him did that. Right, but it, this is my first experience. This was, you know, my awakening. Awakening, as you will. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Can uh, us kind folks here at Podcastrophy have uh, your image rights? Why? What happened? Because I would like to uh, put you on a T-shirt. Uh, holding the sword of what the fuck ever. <laughs> oh yeah, man, like, go for it. Ah, yeah. it's the sword of what the fuck ever. Yeah, he, but he's got to be at a forty-seven degree. Angle. Yeah, forty-seven 40, degree 40, angle. Yeah, we'll, we'll include like the actual like angle measurement. Fucking protractor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude, go for it. Hell, Hell yeah, yeah, sweet. We'll Hell put yeah. you in the fucking Dark Souls armor. The yeah. great, the great <laughs> thing about Dark Souls uh, and, and what really uh, has sucked so many fans in is not. Is not the difficulty because once once you get accustomed to the game, it's not that hard. It's all about it's all about me. No, it's all about mechanics. 
you know what's going to happen when you do certain things, so you don't do certain things, so that doesn't happen to you. Um, but with especially, like, like he said, you show up, so the first area that you get to when you're able to go wherever you want in the game is called Firelink Shrine. You show up, you talk to this random NPC, and he literally says what Travis says. You must ring two bells, one above, one below. And then it just turns you loose, and there is no storyline in the game that's told to you. You have to find it all for yourself. Okay. And a lot of the information is theory, and it's still theory, because the director of the original game, who was a consultant for the second game and then came back for the third game, um, he's also a Miyazaki um, he, he garnered this cult following because he gave you just enough, just hints every now and then. And, and, you know, somebody would ask him, well, is this NPC, you know, who we supposedly think he is in the game? I don't know. What do you think? And there was, there's so much mystery all the time. And, you know, he put 92 hours in his first playthrough. Andy and I put 90 plus hours in our first playthrough and then we we each together went NG plus 12, 12 times on multiple characters. Okay. Now, so in theory, we beat that game 48 times. Wow. Now let me ask, where does Demon Souls fit into all this? So Demon Souls, so the way the way that it all started was, um, I'm trying to remember. Um, let me look up what the original. So there was a PlayStation 1 game. Um, there was, uh, the original game was called Something Sword, and I'm trying to find it. Uh, and while he's looking that up, I'm going to add to yeah, that. Yeah, go ahead. The, the other thing that really drew me into Dark Souls is... The replayability. It's just, you know what? You build your character, and the great thing about it too is that you can, you can start out with like say, okay, I want to be a caster. So you start going with a caster, and if you've ever played Bloodborne, which I know he has, um, very similar game styles where you collect was a uh, blood, um. What's the soul's equivalent in Bloodborne? Is it like Bloodstone? Blood Echoes. Blood Echoes. So Blood Echoes and uh, Bloodborne, you got souls and dark souls, and you use those souls to buy level ups, and you can put points wherever you want them across stat. So if you start playing a caster and you don't like it, you can you can change your character. Basically, you can just start putting, okay, well, this isn't working out. I want to go... I want to go, you know, heavy weapons and stuff. So you start pumping points and strength and you still keep your, you know, your basic level spells that you already started with. And okay, well now I don't like this. I want to go more dex weapons and stuff. So you start putting in decks and stuff like that and stamina and whatnot. And you can, you can mold your character the way that you want. Then when you beat it, you can start back over and say, well, I want to try a pyromancer this time. So you start with a pyromancer and you start playing that and just mm-hmm. the so the good. mechanics of it are just phenomenal for a game that you know getting your sixty bucks out of a game. Yep. Yeah. I mean sixty bucks time and time and time and time again. Mm-hmm. So you can get back out of it. 
Um, I, I figured out what I was trying to say. Milkshake. That's very, very good. Pretty, pretty awkward milkshake. By Brew Link. Love it. The Dreamsicle was even better. Anyway. Yes, much. So the Kingsfield series of games, uh, PlayStation 1 games, Ooh. inspired Demon Souls. So Namkai Banto, or God, Namco Bandai. And, Namkai uh, Bando? Yeah, Namkai Bando. Cabbage Patch. But uh, that's pretty good. Namco Bandai and the director of the Souls games, Hidetaki Miyazaki. I butchered his first name because I'm not Japanese. That's my heritage. Don't but know uh, yeah, Mr. Roboto. But so he he looked at what the studio um, FromSoft had originally done in the '90s, and they're like, man, we can we can do better than this. We we can be a Skyrim level of game. We can we can make this shit. So with FromSoft and Namco Bandai, they produced Demon Souls, which was a PlayStation exclusive. It was almost an Xbox exclusive. Yeah. Sony offered them more money. I don't know any of the more details, but Sony Sony cornered that market. So half of the studio after Demon Souls had so much success, half the studio was like well, we can't do Demon Souls on Xbox, but we want to make more money. Why don't we just do the same thing and and kind of change it up a little bit and make it a spiritual successor, much like Demon Souls was to the Kingsfields games? Mm-hmm. So they make Dark Souls one, and it blows the fuck up. And then the director Miyazaki is like, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step back." You guys have seen what I've done now with two games. Um, you know, I will be a, uh, a kind of consultant and uh, like advisor for this game. You know, ask. You know, I, I obviously will be around. I'm just not. I'm not going to drive where this game is going. So Namco Bandai makes another game, and it blows the fuck up again. And overall, in the in the 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 trilogy, it is probably the most popular game um because it came right at it came out right after i graduated from high school so there was a lot of high school age kids that had heard my age group talking about how badass dark souls was and they're like well the first one was really hard but this one's not supposed to be as hard and it it was just as hard but there was so many things in the game that made it accessible people jumped in with the second one and now all those people that got involved with the first and second one and maybe the tail end of Demon Souls are adults. You know, we're all working adults now. And then they came out with the third one, which had kind of a rough development cycle. They t- talked about not even making it for a while and actually canceling it after the game was half done. Miyazaki came back, finished the game. It's kind of the crown jewel of the thing because... The original Dark Souls is so great in so many ways. And then the second one improved on a lot of things, but it took a lot of stuff away from from you as the player and made things easier and kind of cheesy. Like being able to port from... Mm-hmm. Being able to teleport go. from area to area. Because in the original game, once you unlocked an area, you had to go do sh- shit back in another area that you might have not been in for the last six hours. Yeah. But you actually have to travel on foot to that fucking place. 
which they're shortcuts and stuff that you can open up to make it faster. But you have to you have to find that you have to work for that stuff. So the second game took a lot of the workout, and then the third game was like the culmination of everything. It's we're going to give you a little bit of teleportation. We're going to give you a little bit of foot slogging. We're going to give you all of the fantastic combat that you've had all throughout the series. The boss fights are going to be harder than ever. The story is going to be just as vague and intriguing as it normally has been. And then they finished the series and fans were like, fuck. Because <laughs> most, most big fans of the series are just like us where... You know, we've beat the game fucking 48 times. You know, there's people that have that have done NG plus 100 plus, you know, in, in the 150 range. And the difficulty of the game gets exponentially harder every time. So you imagine my NG plus 12, which is extremely difficult, NG plus 150 is exponentially more difficult, you know. So after the third one... Miyazaki and the original studio that was Sony exclusive but still had the contract did Bloodborne, which was the spiritual successor to the Souls series. And it's very Lovecraftian and, yeah. you know, Cthulhu-esque type stuff. And it, it is great, but it changes. It's still kind of the same play style. That was free on PlayStation Plus last month. Mm -hmm. And I, it's PlayStation exclusive, it. which I found out after... <laughs> being I thought about extremely butthurt about it. That's why I bought a PlayStation, man. Yeah. Should I have gotten it? Oh, yeah. Well, you didn't download it when it was free? Good God. I only, I, I only download games that I actually know I want to play. Same. I didn't, man, I didn't you know, missed out. I didn't know if I wanted to play it or not. I did luck out because they had uh, MGS5, The Phantom Pain, for free. and I, I Despite having already owned it, uh, I, I went ahead and downloaded it. Just so I could always have it. Uh, I got a few other games on there too, but not many. Yeah, for anybody that's on the fence about any of the Souls or or <laughs> or Bloodborne, um, check it, fucking check it out, man. Dedicate some time and and get involved in it because if you love story based games. There's enough of it there for you. If you love action and adventure, it's there. RPG, all the it's one of the best RPGs of our fucking generation. Yeah, because it actually is an RPG. It's not. It's not a hack and slash, right? Which at times, at times though, it can be. It can be. Um, the thing that really upset a lot of people too is when Dark Souls Three came out. They said, "That's it. We're not making a Dark Souls 4. and everybody was like. Ha ha, you're funny. I know you will because you love money. And they stuck to it. They said, no, we're we're done. That's it. Mm -hmm. So everybody's like, okay, so so really, uh, when are you guys going to make Dark Souls 4? 3 came out, like, what, last we're year done. or year before? Uh, it's been almost two years now. Okay. I think it was, like, August of 16. No, it was. It, I thought it was 15. To the internet. Yeah, to the internet. We're going to do it. But yeah, definitely, definitely check it out if you have time because you—that's one of the games you have to devote a lot of time to. Yeah, and you know how much time I devote to Monster Hunter. It's so. your thirty percent. I love, I love Monster Hunter. So I, I've got a random question. To April kind of, twenty sixteen. All right. So two years as of this month. Yeah. Which little Andy and I bought the day one edition. We. We did. We pre-ordered it like 
three months in advance. We're that's when actually the reason we had played. I bought uh, Dark Souls Two: Scholar of the First Sin, which was, was because Dark Souls Three was getting ready to come out, and I had never played two. And he's like, "Dude, you got to get it. We're gonna play through it, be done with it, do all the DLC and everything before Dark Souls Three comes out." And we powered through it, and I had I had a blast. I did mean, you guys do was, all the DLC? Mm-hmm. Because Scholar of the First Sin has all of it, right. so we did all of it. Him and I only did a little bit of it. But... Which I don't know if he's still listening or not, but one of the one of the funniest stories that I have with little Andy is in one of the DLCs for uh, Dark Souls Two. Um. And I'm sure it's the same way with Bloodborne. If you have all, basically, your souls, your money, whatever you want to call it, your currency on you, if you die, you have one chance to go back and... Reclaim it. Reclaim it. To where you died, you have to go back and get your body back, basically. If you okay. die again, it's all before gone. you get to it, it's all gone. And then whatever you had on your next guy before you died, that's what you get. So if you lose... If you got 50,000 souls on this guy while you're trying to get to him, you might have, you know, 2,000 or something. You die again, 50,000 goes away. Now you're trying to get your two back. So we were in um, we were in one of the DLCs for Dark Souls 2, and it's the one, I don't know if you played this one or not, but it, you got to walk across these big-ass, like, boat chains. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's like a boat chain. If you fall off, you die. Cause there's nothing you can't even see. It's just air. So, um, there's these little like demon things that spawn out of the ground and you have to shove these like, uh, specific items into the demons to kill them. Like you can beat the shit out of them. They won't die. You just, you have to have the specific item to shove into them and kill them. And I died in the bottom of that because we were fighting that and other shit from the top of the tower was coming down and they were throwing shit at us. Plus there was stuff on the ground fighting us and I died. It just wasn't a good time. It was not a good time. And I had over a hundred thousand souls on me. I was like, dude, help me get that back. And it was like late at night too. So we were like getting ready to go to bed. I was like, I don't want to leave that there. Please, you know, help me get back. We'll just, as soon as I get it, we'll get out of there and we'll call it a night. So we go and we're climbing up ladders and all this, fighting all this bullshit on the way to the, the, the tower. And Andy's in front of me and he's going on the boat chain and he's kind of doing this bullshit. And it's very narrow. Like you can kind of stand on the edge, you know, like the whatever you call it. Not really the rendering, but the. Uh, you can kind of stand off the edge and still be on it the way yeah, the graphics yeah. look. kind of deal. Well. He, we, I was following him. I was basically like, I was running and he stopped and I'm, I was right there. So I hit him and you can't walk through people. So I hit him and it pushed me off the edge and I fell. Oh, and I was like, you motherfucker. He starts laughing. I'm like, that's not funny. He's like, ha ha, you died. I said, no. You remember what we were trying to do? I just lost 100,000 souls because of you. And, dude, I was, like, pissed for, like, three days. Like, I wouldn't even <laughs> fucking talk to him. He's like, dude, it's just a game. You'll get him back. I was like, no, you fucking killed me, you son of a bitch. I lost so him. he just brought it up the other day, too. 
uh, we were sitting in the cat trailer at work and he brought that up and I instantly got fucking pissed. I was like, that is not a good thing. Don't bring that up. This that reminds a me fucking of a hot button topic. When I was when uh, when I was living with my old roommate Scott, he he's played like red and Pokemon Red and Blue like a million times. He he'll he's played Pokemon Stadium a million times. He's he's one of those people that just does nothing but plays games. And uh, we were living together at Pheasant Run, and he he was playing Pokemon Blue, and he had unlocked uh, the Dodrio speed for the po- Pokemon Stadium Game Boy. Mm-hmm. So he's playing triple speed Pokemon Blue. And he was in Sa- he was all the way to Saffron City, and I was just sitting there watching him, hanging out and all that. And uh, I decided I was like I I had had enough, so I walked out of the room. Well, as I was walking out of the room, I noticed his light switch was on, and I was just me being an asshole, just joking around. I was like, "Turn your fucking lights off!" And I flipped it off. His Nintendo sixty four just happened to be in the outlet that that switch controlled, and he had not saved the entire game. Because he, he was playing triple speed. <laughs> he was just going through it. And he got... So, I was like, oh shit. He, he just had that... I'm like, dude. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, just, I had that like laugh in my sorry as well. Because I, I didn't know how to respond. Right. He's like... Get out. <laughs> just, just go. <laughs> just... Go get out of here. I'm like, dude. He's like, no. Go. <laughs> I I felt so bad for like the first three minutes, and then after that, I was like, fuck him if he's actually mad. Like he's played that game how many fucking times? He can fuck off. I would have been mad. I mean, yeah, I understand, but it's like just be normal gay. It's like, dude, you how many fucking times have you played Pokemon Blue? Fuck off. <laughs> Who yeah, has switched receptacles anymore? My house is that way. I, that, switched, that, I it, changed mine. He Fuck had that. He had his power strip plugged into the only outlet in that room that was controlled by a switch. Yeah. <laughs> his TV, his Nintendo 64, and his light all on that outlet. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. I have a UPS at home that a buddy of one of our guys in our class that hooked me up with that uh, he did a bunch of side work for some lady that owns a lot of the tanning studios here in town. Yeah. And he said, he'll like mention something. He'll be like, Hey, have you seen these? These are cool. And she'll just buy it. She'll buy like 12 of them. He's like, Hey, these UPSs would be pretty badass. Buy 12. He's like, what the fuck do I need 12 of them for? UPS and uninter- uninterruptible power supply. Okay. It's okay. basically a battery backup. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, he gave me one. So I have my Xbox One, my TV, my router, and everything that I need just in case the power goes out that I can get somewhere and save it and not ever have that problem of light switch. There you nice. go. That did not just fucking happen. It won't be a thing that I say because I got a UPS. <laughs> The more free, you know. The best price. The best price is free. Yes. What was the more you know thing we were talking about before we even started? Because it was it was like a good more you know. Like, people need to know these things. I don't remember. Oh, well. Fuck them then. So, have you guys ever... Who in this room loves pizza rolls? Right okay. here. Who in this room likes to dip their pizza rolls and stuff? 
No. Pizza rolls are great the way they are. They really are. But why not make them better? Or worse. I've done this a couple times. So you Dip take, them in what? You take combination pizza rolls. Because the okay. combination ones are the best. No well, pepperoni. Yeah. The combination ones pepperoni are better than are the, the pepperoni. Best. No, they're not. They're the they have pepperoni in them. Yeah, but I don't like sausage. You like this sausage, you piece of shit. Now shut up. Miss me with that gay shit. Yeah. So take combination pizza rolls and some delicious monocles French dressing. Sweet tart dressing. Sweet tart dressing. It's French. It is. <laughs> you take your pizza rolls and you dip them in French dressing. And then eat them. I've never done this, and that sounds so fantastic. I want to give it a try. I wish I would have done it last night because I had pizza rolls, pepperoni pizza rolls last night. The inferior pizza rolls. Do they work with pepperoni pizza rolls? Does it work? I'm sure it will. But let me tell you what I've done with pizza rolls. Shoved them in your ass. Nope. I have not done that yet. The combination ones. Shoved them in your urethra. Definitely not. I am not into shoving anything to my urethra. Uh, I can't say I will never... Uh, ever get to a point of experimentation where I won't shove something up my ass. More than likely, won't. <laughs> but never say never, I guess. Uh, however, yeah, you probably so say never. I've done two things with pizza rolls in terms of trying to make my uh, my giant pan of probably a whole regular size bag of pizza rolls for one sitting. Rubbed you know. them in a cat turd? No. Uh, <laughs> one time... So I've done this twice, actually, this this particular thing. I've uh, spread them out and thrown mozzarella cheese over it, seasoned the mozzarella cheese like I used to at Monocles, uh, and then I shoved them in the oven. Tastes amazing. Tastes absolutely fantastic. I bet that hits your gut like a fucking sack of rocks. <laughs> oh, boy, it does it. And you will have the absolute worst most painful gas you have ever experienced <laughs> in your entire fucking life. Okay, I'm gonna avoid that. It tastes so good though. I, I've, <laughs> I've got I've got my sweet tart French dressing. I don't need try it. I don't need painful it's, it's, gas. It's, it's worth the pain at least once. <sighs> at least once. So what's the second thing? The second thing, which I I used to do when I was at Monocles. So backstory: when I first started working at Monocles, uh, we used uh. Craft Ranch, right? Original Ranch, nasty Craft Ranch. But it was so, and I was like, okay, so that's easy to get. I can just go to a grocery store and get ranch for myself. Uh, I never before Monocles, I never ate ranch on pizza or anything like that. I never used ranch for anything. So I went and got just a little bottle of Craft Original Ranch. It tasted different. It wasn't the same. I was like, what the fuck. So I go to Walmart. This is when I got my first apartment. My first first outing on my own. We go to Walmart grocery shopping one night. Probably like one of the first nights we're in our apartment. Because we're our apartment was bare. Right. I see that Walmart sells the gallons of it. And I that's what we had at Monocles. Because we buy in bulk. So I get this gallon of fucking Kraft Original Ranch for $10. And I, I also bought like a little like dressing bottle for it. It was the same ranch. It was the it was the ranch that I had come to love, putting on my pizzas at work. I, why is it different from the little bottle? I do not know. I don't know. It tasted different. It had a different consistency. 
I didn't understand it. But I decided to start trying it with my pizza rolls. And oh boy. So good. Yeah, I buy Marzetti my, Ranch. My breath is getting so heavy just thinking about it. Do we need to leave? Lips are getting wet. <laughs> Which ones? Ooh. But uh, yeah, I buy Marzetti <laughs> Ranch because it's the only good store-bought ranch that I've you never have. heard of that. It's the one in the refrigerated section. But it's either that or I make my own ranch at home. Nice. I would like to try your ranch. It's literally a Hidden Valley packet and some buttermilk. So why not just buy Hidden Valley Ranch? Because it's it doesn't have any of the preservatives that Hidden Valley Ranch does that makes Hidden Valley Valley Ranch taste like a sock. But I, what if you like socks? Then you like Hidden Valley Ranch. I do. If you're a regular person, you don't fucking like it because it tastes like <sighs> shit. Regular person. You can't tell me right now that I'm not a Hidden Valley that either. Hidden Valley Ranch or Craft Ranch or, or fucking Ken's Steakhouse or fucking Uncle Ben's. Or whatever the fuck it is. Settle down. No, I'm getting fired up. We're just talking about ranch ranch dressing. I'm I'm fucking heritage. You don't fuck with my ranch dressing. You can't tell me that ranch at a fucking restaurant. Tyler, do you see this? Yeah. That's where the heritage is. I saw it. (laughs) That's the waveform that means heritage. You can't can't tell. (laughs) I should get that tattooed. Yeah. (laughs) But you can't tell me that restaurant ranch is the same as Hidden Valley in the fucking bottle because that shit sucks. All right. Okay. Change my I'm fucking, not, I'm change not my gonna fucking stop mind. buying it, um, but okay. You just triggered the fuck out of me like Jeff Bezos does to Nick Maxson. <laughs> so Jeff I want Bezos. you I want you to sacrifice ten dollars, get the gallon of craft ranch. If I don't like it, will you take it? Yes. And give me five bucks? Sure. Hell yeah. Seven bucks. Seven bucks? Seven fifty. A four pack. I get, I get, uh, I'll take it for tree fifty. Seven fifty. Tree fifty. No, seven fifty. Whatever, I, I'll buy it all for you. Uh, try it. It's different. I don't know what. I don't know why, but not long. Uh, the reason I bought it. You got to refrigerate that whole gallon though. After you, I fucking... know. I did, and I God. used it all. <laughs> I bathed well, no, it. Found I jacked off What I would do it. is I would take that dressing bottle that it was filled with it, and I would take it to work because we switched to the Monocles Buttermilk Ranch. Fuck that shit. It's, it's super ruddy and garbage. Yeah. Uh, it, so yeah, and it's not like made in store or anything. It's literally like we get tubs of it yeah. from the fucking Monocle's motherland. Where the fuck that is, which is yet to be determined. Uh, I'm I'm guessing around Watsika, Illinois. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we. So I would I would take that that bottle and take it to work every day and just eat it with my, eat my pizza with it. Did you ever get judged for bringing a bottle of ranch to work? No, people probably like, hey, everybody hey, is that else. A ranch. I was like one of the few it's people semen. there that actually yeah. missed the the ranch that we had, but there was like, it's it's just as good. I'm like, fuck off. It's yeah. not. That's fair. Uh, Don so, Paulo's had really good ranch. R.I.P. Don P. R.I.P. Yeah. This one's for you. Hey, Don. this one's for you. I'm drinking Tyler's beer because apparently you done with it. I knew you liked the nuggets, so I was gonna let you finish it. So while we're on the topic of food combinations, I got one for you. Assholes and dicks. No. All right. The, I'm going to say that right now, one of the segments that I used to do for Journey into Comics, the segments are what spawned this podcast. I did a segment on weird food combinations. and I'll Well, get this the, one would probably go on there. Sweet. But, okay, so a little bit of backstory, like a micro section, if you will. My dad made this for me when I was a kid. 
loved it. I don't know why. It it doesn't even sound good together, but he made it all the time, and I don't know where he started making it from. Peanut butter and tomato sandwich. Close. But I made it for my kids. I have two girls at home. My oldest daughter, she loves them. My youngest daughter, nope. Won't. <laughs> not even. So, peanut butter and egg sandwich. Oh, fuck yeah. I'd smash peanut butter and egg sandwich. No problem. Interesting. Fried egg. Fried egg? Yep. Okay. Not an over easy, not where it's a big mess. Because it's going to be a mess anyway because you're putting hot food on peanut butter. Peanut butter fucking melts and it gets everywhere. That's, right. Yeah, that sounds right. It is fucking delicious. Yeah. It is a good hearty breakfast too. Plus you got protein from the eggs plus peanut butter protein too. And then bread. It's not good for you. But hey, it's a sandwich. So Bread is the enemy as I It is. So, but have I given a fuck about hey, me? Never. Peanut butter and egg sandwich. For those of you out there that are questioning it, just fucking try it. You'll love it. I may give that a try. Peanut butter and tomato sandwich is also very good. I probably I have not tried that. Try. I love tomatoes though. Then you would like peanut butter and tomato. It's got to be good, fresh cut tomato like in your steak? house. Like beef steak tomato. I or? buy Roma tomatoes because they're smaller and they're right. easier to put on a sandwich. So my the 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 odd food combination I had for. Uh, my JIC, my journey into comics segment. Uh, I can't remember what Brandon and Nate's were, but my weird one was, uh, it was so I would what I would do this. It, it originated in when I was in like middle school. I would bring my lunch, and my grandmother would pack my lunch every day. She'd pack uh, usually like a thermos full of spaghettios and meatballs, uh, some grapes or carrots or something, uh, a ding dong. Hostess. Uh, not Little Debbie? No, not Little Debbie. Yeah, garbage. Host, yeah. Thank you. We know where it's at. Yeah. All right. I used to work for Hostess, but anyway, go ahead. So, And then uh, a, a, a small, a small uh, you know, snack-sized bag of uh, Doritos, nacho cheesier. Is it nacho cheese or nacho cheesier? Nacho not, cheese. Nacho cheese. Okay. Ranch. No, not not the cool ranch. It's the nacho cheesier. Cheese. Cheese. At, at one point, it was cheesier. It was I cheesier. It, it was okay. a whole I'm not crazy. thing, but go I'm ahead. not crazy. Thank fuck. Okay, so... That's so we'll just stick with nacho cheesier, because it sounds cooler. Yeah. I think it sounds douchey, but go ahead. Well, you know me. Yes. <laughs> Let's get this going, 30%er. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I ate my ding-dong first. The hostess ding-dong. And then I ate the, the Doritos. And it made the the the, the chocolatiness of the ding-dong made the, the, the nacho cheese of the Dorito just fucking taste so good. It's a salt. Yes, it's sweet and savory. Mm-hmm. So this, this led me to do a couple other things. So, again, working at Monocle's in my own hometown, my great-grandmother, every week or two, would make homemade brownies. Not, like, box fucking brownies. She'd make them from fucking scratch. Her brownies. Put her foot in it. No, I, well, I, I can't. Maybe I can't that, say. That I can't say. I didn't, I didn't watch her make it. It it's was, a, it's it was a, delicious. It's an old timey saying: when you're cooking something from scratch, you put your foot in it. So, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, thanks for that heritage. Mm-hmm. Literally, uh, put your foot in it. Right, or that. Thank you for once again. Thank you for the heritage. Uh, I, I now have that within my heart. Good. Forever. I wish I had a heart, but go ahead. <laughs> so she would bring him in to Monocles, and I would share like one or two with whoever was working with me. Uh, but what I would do is I would eat like half of one, walk over to the make table, grab like a handful of bacon bits, which is just straight up. Or the monocle's bacon bits are just straight up shredded bacon. 
Not fucking those tiny little fucking things you can buy at the store. Just be a regular bacon. You're just, you're just fucking bullshit. No, these are fucking straight up shredded bacon. Like the fat, the meat, the the glory Not of bacos. it. It was great. Yes. And I would just get like a, like a pinch of it and just throw it in my mouth and just... Yeah, it was good. Uh, I later discovered another... If I didn't have ding-dongs... Uh, uh, Chips Ahoy Chunky Chocolate Chip was a good substitute as well with Doritos. The diabetes is intensifying. Yes. Yeah, Y'all are going to try this. It doesn't this. need to intensify. If, if you guys, there. if you, for those watching, for those listening, please, for the love of fuck, go eat a ding dong. And bacon. And, 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 and then some Doritos or a nice fucking fudgy chocolate brownie and eat some bacon bits ah you'll love it real I bacon swear to fucking god you almost went asmr there for a minute when you were talking about your doritos and shit which oh yeah the do you want me to talk about the, uh, like that yeah don't do that oh, you don't i'm getting to, erect oh my god so yeah if you want to if you want to try this make sure it's a uh, hostess ding dong with some frito-lay so you're real close. Have you had <laughs> chocolate covered bacon then? See, I'm not a fan of that. So you've had it and you don't like it. See, no, is it too the, close the, together? Does there need no, to be? You, there needs to be like a little a time spacer. Uh, yeah. So because uh, our our friend Calvin at work, he does these uh, these bacon these, roses, these bacon roses, which he covers them in chocolate. Uh, I don't like them. You got to have the chocolate. You gotta let let that sit in your mouth for like a couple seconds, whatever, and then you they gotta come in separately, not together. Not okay. Together. What about white chocolate bacon? Yes, white chocolate bacon is completely. I can't different. say I it can't is say. really good. Can't say I'm personally not a fan of white chocolate. <gasps> I'm not blasphemy, but that that's just how it rolls, you know. That's just how it rolls. Uh, yeah. So why once again the uh, segue into the same subject uh, while we're on food so have you ever seen like i don't even know if i've seen it but like i feel like vegans have done this thing where they'll be like you're you're getting ready to eat a burger and then like some fucking vegan hippie protester walks up and is like holds up a picture of a cow is like this is the exact cow that you are eating right now how do you feel about that? Um, go ahead, Travis. I feel great. If uh, God didn't want us to eat the cows, he wouldn't have made them so fucking stupid and slow. He's not wrong there. So let me ask. And you. I use God loosely because, as no, I get you. Tyler knows that I'm very non secular. I wouldn't say I'm like straight atheist. I just you're agnostic. agnostic. I can't. I can't. I can't agnostic, buy into so it. I need. I, I need it. proof. But that's a whole nother side. I'm agnostic. I just don't care. I'm Odinistic because I have faith that I'm going to go to Valhalla. <laughs> because I have honor. <laughs> Not that, but... But the if way- they're eating a salad, do you go up and say, hey, look at this burger. It would taste great. Or you're killing fucking plant or life. Or do you see this grass? Do you see this lettuce growing straight from the ground? That's what you're eating. Like, that. this is the exact lettuce, dude. So, like... A cow shit on that. I've I've butchered animals myself. Yeah. I've I've created life i've raised cattle from birth to fucking slaughter i've i've been elbow deep inside of 
cows and pigs and people and that was a joke. People. I, I didn't mean to say that, <laughs> yeah. but I did mean to say it. Who knows if I've really been elbow deep inside of people. Only Skylar would oh, know. Well, she doesn't even know. Oh, okay. but, uh Or does she? Or does she? But, uh, like, it goes back to what we were talking about last night with the vegans. I'm vegan. That are trying, that are literally trying to genetically modify or push for genetic modification in animals so they are no longer predators. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck off your high horse. No one fucking cares. You are a piece of shit. So, what do you, what do you mean, no longer predator? Like the- vegans are literally trying to genetically modify animals so they no longer hunt other animals? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like they're, they're How is other- that not playing God? They're vegans. And they I use that loosely again. They're, they're vegans. Trademark loosely. They don't need guns. So I don't know why, but this, this, just this whole thing came across my mind today. I, I can't remember why, but it led me to the whole... Uh, so if I were to experience this said vegan or protester of meat... Uh, <laughs> of meats. Just eat, just eat regular food. Be a normal gay. Be a normal gay. Uh, this, if I were to experience this uh, happening to me, I would, I'd be like, that's cool, like, cause I like knowing, like, it, I think it's kind of cool seeing like things like reverse engineered, like where it came from. Be like, fuck yeah, I'm eating that cow. Shit, that's a good looking that's, cow. That's, that's what cool. What was his name? Like now I know. Now I know where this fucking sustenance came from. The more you know. Yep. Like I think that that'd be so neat. That'd be so neat, like, to see something from start to finish, like, animal to food. Be like, wow, that, this over here on the right, it used to be this thing over here on the left, and it's so much bigger and alive, but it's over here now, and I'm eating it. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've experienced that my whole life, man. I've, I've literally wrung a chicken's neck until it stopped moving, and then... Plucked it. And, See, I, I've never experienced any of this, but like... Yeah, plucked it and then cooked it the same day. Like, you, you always see those stories or some shit, like, of where, like, a boy is raising a cow or something, and then it, it's finally time, you know, or a pig, and it's finally time, you know, you know do the deed. And, and by deed, I mean not fuck it, but, like... Yeah. That that happened before. Yeah, that's, that's like... <laughs> but, like, it, it comes time where... The day before. It comes time where, like, okay, like, this... This thing's about, to, it's ready to be eaten. And they're like, oh, what? Like, you've grown, the the, the character in the story has grown attached to it. And, like, it, it's raised it. It's his friend now. That Fuck just, that, it's food. That just makes it that much more delicious. It's food. See, I, I like I said, I, I, I've grown up in an agricultural setting, so I've I've done all this stuff myself. I've had to slaughter cattle and hogs and do the whole shebang. But I've also flung arrows through the air and killed deer, and then as they're oh you've bow hunted as the oh I'm a bow hunter that has to be so cool. It's very satisfying. That has to be so much more satisfying than a gun. Eh. Like guns are cool. I I'm all for guns. Same. But fucking bow, shit yes. Yeah, I I strictly archery hunt now. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's fucking awesome because I feel like that takes so much more talent finesse. It's just pr- it's nah not really. Really? Mm-mm. I feel like it's so much more of a skill. 
No. To be to be a good shooter, it takes just as much dedication and practice. Okay. I mean, there there's a lot there's a lot of uh disconnect between people who shoot guns and people who actually practice shooting guns and know about ballistics and Yeah. You know, a lot of different stuff like me. But yeah, I, I am strictly an archery hunter now. I have flung arrows through the air and slaughtered deer. That's awesome. And That's then so awesome. Tracked them with their blood trail and then gutted them and hauled them out. And then, especially with small, a couple years ago, so a couple years ago, I'm in my stand. It's starting to get dark. A doe walks in. I plug her. I fucking let that arrow fly. Boom. Takes off through the brush. Standard practice when you're a bow hunter is you knock another arrow because you never know what might come through. A bigger, yeah. you know, a better deer might come through. And like I said, I, I plugged a doe, so you never know. A buck might come through. So from the opposite direction, a smaller doe comes in. Well, I killed a doe and her yearling fawn within 10 minutes of each other. Wow. And then the fawn I took home and deboned myself, and then I ground up all the meat myself, and then then I made spaghetti with it the next week. And then for like six months, I had free ground beef, which was not beef because it was deer and it was delicious. You're right. It's not beef. It's deer. It's the other. Because beef doesn't come from deer. It's the other red meat. I have yet to have any deer meat or elk or anything. I've always wanted to try. Both elk. are good. I've wanted to try elk. I've had <clears throat> I've had a lot of stuff. Which which would you prefer, elk or deer? Elk, elk. Okay. They're very uh, for somebody who's used to beef and uh, like beef roasted shit. <clears throat> venison and elk are very lean. They're... Well, it, it depends. It depends on the region, because deer in uh, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, Ohio, they're not they're not as lean compared to deer in Texas because deer in Texas eat sage grass and scrub brush. Deer here eat fucking coin, corn and soybeans. Deer in southern Canada eat soybeans and scrub brush and pine cones and it's it's very region specific but he he's not wrong they are okay. they are a lot leaner because they actually have to survive they don't just yeah. wake up and eat and then shit and then eat and then shit and then eat they actually have to yeah they're not bred for slaughter they're in the wild so yep. okay um and having said that and knowing how to cook a leaner meat mm-hmm. you can fuck it up real easy it, it takes no fucking effort it, at all and then it becomes basically leather and tastes like shit. Well, and you have to you have to cook deer meat to a higher temperature than so people most people don't understand this. I'll, I'll do a little meat science for us here for all the listeners. Please. Meat science. So I love when, meat science. So when you go when you say I'm gonna go to Texas Roadhouse and I'm gonna order a steak, you have um well recognized ways to order a steak. Rare, medium rare, medium, medium well, well done. Okay? The doneness of the meat. People are like, well, I don't eat rare meat because I don't want to get food poisoning. That is bullshit. That can that physically cannot happen. As long as the, as long as it's cooked on the outside, right? So, the way the the way that all of these cooking temperatures are are deemed or set is based on the internal temperature because that's where all the parasites or bad shit can be. So, um. And it, it's strictly for, like, 
not beef. For pork, it used to be 145 degree internal temperature. Now it's 140 because the parasite that died at 145 degrees Fahrenheit is now extinct. We have eradicated it from, from existence in the United States. It's in the underdeveloped countries still, but we don't get meat <laughs> from underdeveloped countries. Yeah, fuck off, underdeveloped countries. Yeah, so now you can cook... I'm looking at you, Somalia. Yep, yeah. fuck you, Somalia, and your pirates. So now you can cook pork to 140 degrees because we don't have to worry about that parasite as yeah. long as the meat is from the United States. Yeah. So... But I, I don't know any any meat we'll be getting from Somalia, but no, but or other third. But we countries. do get meat. We do get meat from Mexico, and there yeah. is, there is a problem with meat from Mexico for okay. lots of reasons. But for beef specifically, there are no major parasites that are that are found in beef because we've eradicated them over the last hundred years mm-hmm. through meat science. But but hashtag meat science. Hashtag meat science. But literally a steak. If if you if you so That's just a, a shirt idea. Just a just a ribeye. Okay. If you look at a cross section of a ribeye before it is cut into the steak, it's a big fucking hunk of meat. The outside of that meat is where all the bacteria is because mm-hmm. it can propagate. It has oxygen and food yes. and everything that it needs. The inside of the meat is sterile. Bacteria mm-hmm. cannot grow. So Makes you, sense. Yeah. you cannot get sick from eating raw, or not raw, you can get sick from eating raw beef. You cannot get sick from eating rare steak as long as the outside of the meat was cooked to the temperature to kill bacteria like E. coli, botulism, you know, any mm-hmm. anything that could be picked up in transit or pr- preparation. That's why we have, uh, that's why we have blue steaks. Mm-hmm. It's cooked. Yep, it's seared on the outside, completely raw on the inside. There you go. Chicken, birds are dirty, disgusting fucking animals. So, cook the fuck out of those. You have to cook the fuck out of it. And pork, uh, seafood, what and seafood. Pork? See, part of part of the reason seafood has its temperatures is because there's so there's not there's not a good balance between farm raised animals and wild caught animals because our fishing industry worldwide is so big to cater to the demand of the world we could not farm raise enough fish and shellfish to feed the population so but part of the reason that is too is when as you cook seafood it breaks down some of the harmful stuff like mercury and especially with like sport predatory fish that have high mercury contents tuna fucking uh Mahi Mahi, which is also known as dolphin, all that shit like that. Swordfish, shark. Swordfish is good. It's very good, but if you eat a lot of it, you die from mercury poisoning. So, but uh, yeah, it it goes back to I've I've said it hundred literally hundreds of times on podcastrophy. Do your research, form your own opinions, actually learn shit. You know, it 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 is your responsibility as a person to to learn shit. Yeah. As as they say on Journey into Comics, fill your brain with shit. Because what what fucking point is all of this other than to learn and and grow and be able to pass that information on to other people and not be spoon-fed shit. And not be fucking spoon-fed sheep full of bullshit. You know, I mean, I don't I don't I don't get why people you know, I don't so me personally, I don't watch the news. Cuz it's all 
you know, fake news. It's all fake news. It's all bullshit. It's all propaganda. It's all meant to incite fear and anxiety and anger and divide us as people. Do your own fucking research. Figure your shit out for yourself. The fucking tools are out there. We have the fucking internet. Not everything on the internet is true, but you know you should know by now that when you read something on the internet, whether it's true or not. That's yeah, so. not hard. No, it's not hard. You don't even have to you don't even have to put forth thirty percent effort. Honestly, no. You can just look at the URL. Yeah. And you know. I'm not going I'm not going to the fucking onion for my facts. And there's people that do that and it's fucking sad. Flat earthers? Flat earthers. They mm. did that? That's a thing? They actually went to the onion for facts? Yeah, okay, okay. So this is straight from Cameron. I heard I heard a couple really good really good facts today from We need to get him back on here. We do. But he needs to learn how to speak and get rid yes. of that accent. But uh so there's now a new sect of flat earthers that believe that the earth is not flat, that we are actually down in a bowl, okay? And we are surrounded by an ice wall in the bowl, which is Antarctica. He didn't really go into detail any more than that, but we are in a bowl surrounded by Antarctica, and then there's nothing below us, nothing above us, okay? And I said, my first question was, so why haven't we drowned and he just looked at me and he said, I don't, I don't fucking believe this shit. I don't know. And then he said, <laughs> that's he, fair. He said, you know what? You know what? Some of these people probably think that there's a little fucking drain in the bottom of the bold flat earth. So as the, as the fucking moisture collects, it just drains out of the bottom into space. There's people that believe that out there, Travis. And then the, the other good one was chemtrails, right? You know, there's all, there's all the fucking controversy about chemtrails, all the bullshit. Yeah. So there's there's this organization that is like super conspiracy theoried out about chemtrails and they sent this guy on an airplane to do, you know, fucking to incriminate the airline basically. And this guy walks on the plane and he sounds like a Somalian, okay? Very uneducated. Look at me. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. But he walks on the plane and he Does goes. Does he know the way? That's, this is what this guy <laughs> fucking sounded like. Uganda oh, knuckles. Oh yeah, he knows. He knows the way. He walks on the plane and he goes, "Are you the pilot?" <laughs> and the pilot goes, "Yeah." This sounds like a terrorism he, act. Are you the pilot? And he goes, "Yeah." What do you know about chemtrails? <laughs> very, very discreet. I looked this. I looked this video up very on the way over here. Discreet. The pilot goes, "Nothing." And then the video cuts right there and goes, you know, the, the fallout three, like when you're hacking a computer, like the green text and how it, yeah. this is how the text was laid out on the screen after the video cut. And it's like, well, this is an extremely incriminatory because the pilot said he didn't know, which meant that he, he knows everything about Ken trails going even further than that. I said, Christ. well, what I said, what exactly are the chemtrails? People, there are people out there believe that chemtrails are actually uh, machinery that we have attached to the turbines of jet planes, and they are filled with nanobots. And as the chemtrails are released into the atmosphere, these nanobots fall down, and then we inhale them. And I said, okay, you know, that's kind of a cool theory. And then what? And Cameron goes, 
They don't know. <laughs> We're just inhaling these nanobots. And I said, okay. And he said, yeah, there's another one. If you take a mouthful of grape soda, any grape soda, and you spit it into a Petri dish, and then you take a mouthful of red wine and spit it into the Petri dish, that the nanobots start to die and the liquid starts to move around. When it, what is actually happening is the red wine is reacting with all the chemicals and stuff that are in the grape soda, and it's breaking down all the amino acids that are in. It's actually breaking down the protein chains that are contained in the liquid. Beverage science. Yep. It sounds like uh, Kel needs to get off that orange soda. Yep. And get on that grape soda. Well, the fucking nanobots, man. We don't want him drinking nanobots. That purple drink. Purple drink. Purple drink. What flavor do you want? Sugar water purple. But uh, I, I watched this video. It does look like the liquid is moving because it actually kind of is because the, the amino acid chains are breaking down and dissolving. So it, it's kind of a trippy, trippy uh, image. Mm -hmm. It's not fucking nanobots dying. Stop fucking believing shit like that. Uh, I'm glad you brought this up because a couple weeks ago I posted uh, one of the change my mind memes. I, I posted a good one this morning. You did. Which one was it? I'm offended. Change your mind. Oh, the triggered chick. Change your mind. Yeah. So I posted one. It was a picture. It was in the place of the guy at, at, at the table. It was, it was a picture of the earth. And it says, I'm round. Change my mind. And I was surprised. I, sh I was shocked. Skylar made me some pizza rolls. <laughs> no, you only need 13 minutes at 425 degrees. You got to heat the oven up. Preheat, yeah, that's fair. So 18 minutes. So my oven takes forever to preheat. So uh, I had a friend, and uh, I haven't talked to this friend in a while. Haven't hung out with her in a while, but uh, I always, I always really enjoyed her company. Really enjoyed uh, conversations with her. They were always really deep. And did you try and have coitus with her? Uh, I did at one point. All actually. right, that's, that's fair. Um, like did try or did no did. way I did did. Oh, okay, but uh, and I. I it's been years, but like, uh, she, she just happened to get back on Facebook at this particular day, like hadn't been on Facebook in forever, got back on Facebook, saw this and decides to comment and she was full on flat earther and I've never been like so crushed, disappointed and conflicted in my life. Not like, just disappointed in her, disappointed in yourself. Nah, not disappointed in myself. Because uh, at this point, like it, it had been a long time since I even talked to her, uh, but like I was like, no, not you. Like you were like so s stable minded, yeah. and all that, and like it's. It, but at the same, and I, and there's there's part of me that's like, I can't have that in my life, <laughs> like. And then there's another part of me that was like, ah, but she's she was so cool and like really fun to talk to, and I could have really good conversations with her. But it's like, ugh, <laughs> flat earther. Are you fucking kidding me? She's like, no, there's evidence. I'm moving to the what ice the wall, evidence? man. There's not evidence. That's the no, thing. What, what is their evidence? What do they say that is evidence? Tyler, take it away. That's what I want to know. That I, I don't even really fucking I've heard, know. I've heard the ice wall thing where everything. Yeah, I've heard that. It's kind of Pangea-ish, and yeah. Antarctica is is what keeps everything together. And then there's that other meme that said 
There's no way the earth is flat because if it was flat, cats would have knocked everything yeah. off the edge. Yeah. I that's love fair. that. That's hilarious. That's, fair. that's that's pretty much the only factual evidence that yes. they have. Because I mean, it's yeah, you have a cat. I do. I've had cats. My cat's not. They one of those do cats, that. So. My cat does not do that. He doesn't really. If fuck it, with Earth shit. was flat and is there was shit he's on fat the and edge, he can't get up on shit. No, you you know how athletic my cat is. I've seen. He, him. He's he not does, really athletic. He's he very does, agile. He does, he does parkour. He does fat shit parkour. Uh, the only thing my cat's ever done, really, in terms of, like, fucking with shit... Did he ever is... shit on your face? No. He shits all over the floor from time to time. I he just started doing it, like, six months ago. I don't know why. But he's getting old. Probably. Yeah. He's, six, he's, like, seven years old. Cats get old fast, man. Yeah. Uh, but, no, the only time he's ever really fucked with shit is... Uh, he really has a fascination with, like, these ru those rubber bracelets. And, like, he'll... It, 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 you he won't even see where you put it but he will seek it out like the silicone yeah like the like old the, live, the live strong live strong, live strong yeah like but i used to get those from like bands and stuff like you can get them at hot topic or at shows remember when shit. those were popular yeah it makes me feel fucking remember old slap now. bracelets oh god that's even older fuck anyway <laughs> anyway but no he, my cat seeks these out and like he'll that's the only thing he'll fuck with he fucks them no, he'll he'll chew the hell out of him. I, right. I have a couple like two. I have a couple that I got like on tour, like from bands that I saw, like a day to remember. I got one on from one of their concerts. That was like a memory from that concert, and he just fucking, oh my god, something's on top of that table. I can't see it, but I know it's a bracelet. I'm gonna jump up there, and I'm gonna eat the fuck out of it. <laughs> yeah, because my cat's a fuck. He's a fat piece of shit. He's a fat piece of shit. <laughs> The whole time he's thinking, how dare you bring this in this house? How I will you? save you! <laughs> Fucking Instead sit there and destroy and, it. And, and like, what you just said was like the English version. The cat translation is... Yeah. That. <laughs> My cat's a fuck. He's a fat fuck. <laughs> But yeah, so that I guess that sums up my my disappointment and my friend. I I I don't know how to carry forward. I don't know if I want to stay friends. I feel like it's a it's a really stupid petty thing, just because I don't believe what she believes. At least keep her around for the entertainment value. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean though. Like, well, I don't want to stop being friends with people that are like religious and believe in God just because I don't believe that. I feel like that's but that's we can't prove whether God exists or not. We yeah. we've proved I know hundreds I know. of years ago that the fucking Earth is not flat. But you know the Earth is not flat. Mercury's not flat. Venus is not flat. Mars is not flat. Pluto, the fucking dwarf planetoid, is not fucking flat. So why is the goddamn fucking Earth flat? You're right. You're completely right. That's not what I'm getting at. The point is, like, okay, so she believes this. How is that hurting me? The point that I'm trying to make, Blaine, is people that believe the fucking Earth is flat are going out of their way to fucking argue with fact because they have some You're cockamamie right. yeah. opinion that is bullshit. There is no fucking concrete evidence that God exists. People still believe in it. Cool. Have your faith. There is concrete evidence the fucking Earth is not flat. If you believe in that, you are uneducated and you are going out of your way <laughs> to be uneducated yeah. and spit fucking stupid propaganda at people who are educated. 
and people yeah. who are uneducated and they believe the shit too. Yeah, because they're dumb and they, they they don't know how to do any better. Yeah. <laughs> people who are people who fucking believe the earth are flat are like our government. Like, hey, there's stupid people out there. They'll believe this shit. <laughs> Take it. Eat it up. I kind of want to end it there. Let's get some closing thoughts. Let's get some closing thoughts. Yeah. So, Dark Souls, I should probably play it. At, le- at least watch some YouTube videos. I have. Okay. Well, you should definitely play it then. All right. You guys should eat a ding dong and then some Doritos nacho cheesier. I'll eat some nacho Friday cheese Doritos. All right. Uh, I will I will definitely try a fried egg with peanut butter sandwich. Peanut butter and tomato. I probably I'll won't. Sell that. I probably won't do that. You don't like tomatoes. Not a fan. Okay. He's one of those picky eater people. I'm one of those pick, picky eater people that will eat ketchup but not tomatoes. Yeah, I say that's my argument with all right, the kids r- all the time. Now fuck off. I have to bring all this right, up. Do it. do it. Do you think it's weird, Travis, that I dip my grilled cheese in ketchup? Yes. <laughs> you dip do you dip your grilled cheese in tomato soup? It's no. different. It's Usually different. I it's, just eat them straight up. There are different things in ketchup. There are other added things in ketchup than tomato soup. Like sugar. You don't think there's sugar in tomato soup? Not as much as ketchup. Yeah. It's is the sugar different. there or not? It's a completely different consistency. It's a different taste. I can make tato I can make tato soup. I can make I can make tomato soup. I can make some tomato soup the same consistency of ketchup. I'm sure you can. I could. Crackers. And it pro and you know what I'd say? That's ketchup. I'm not eating it with the grilled cheese. I'll dip my chicken nuggets in it. What the hell is all that? What? Oh, that right there? Yeah. That's the outro that we're coming up on. All right. What if we end it, like, perfectly? To well, where then almost... we got to keep talking for oh, shit. how long is that? Uh, Well, okay. Yeah, we're not going to be able to do that. I still got to plug. <laughs> we still got to do plugs. <laughs> check out all our shows on the Journey into Comics Network, and check out our Journey into Comics Network Patreon, where you get really cool fucking shit. There's our plug. Yeah, $1 early early access, $3 bonus content. You can check us out live on po- uh, Facebook.com slash Podcastrophe every Wednesday around 5.30. Bye, guys. Yeah, we went over. <laughs> I tried. You're a fucking piece of shit. I did. Yeah, whatever. Then just move it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if, that, if that's all, that's all, you know, thank you so much, Travis. It, you've been a wonderful guest. Glad to have you on here. I appreciate you guys inviting me, man. I had a I had a good time. You know, a couple days from now, uh, your voice of survival is gonna drop. I can't oh, wait I'm to listen to it. To that. Uh, it'll be one of the only Fool's Week shows I've listened to, so I'm gonna listen to that and Bruise with Babes. Finally, uh, Tyler, again, best co-host ever. Thank you. <sighs> I am. <laughs> but you know, that's all. That's all. That's all. That's all. Bye, guys. Make every day a big dick day. Heritage.